93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday. It is May 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A South Jersey man posing as a code enforcement officer is allegedly terrorizing his neighbors in the Holly Hill section of West Hampton, New Jersey. Police say the man preys on homeowners with unkept lawns and leaves aggressive notes after slashing tires and keying the cars parked in the driveways. The incidents have been going on since last fall, but authorities say they recently escalated this week when he was caught in the act. Police said one victim's camera caught the suspect on home surveillance keying her car after she had just returned from vacation early Monday morning. Would a legitimate code enforcement officer uh, no. slash your tires and <laughs> no. is that part of the deal? No, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't I, know I, what they're... Uh, he, I thought they would leave so, something in your door. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know what their limitations are. Yeah. So. Yeah. so he writes a note, right? Yeah. And at the top it says like code in- enforcement. Like he, yeah. he's claiming that that's oh, what okay. he's doing in his own way. And then it, <sighs> says, like, it says like cut your lawn, edge your, your sidewalk, yeah. you know, it has all these things and keep clean is the last one. First, it's a warning. Second, slash tires. Third, keep <laughs> car. Right. Yeah. So this this really gets under this guy's skin. And listen, this woman was on vacation. <laughs> oh, my God. Returned back Monday morning and he keyed her freaking car. So that's probably why her lawn yeah, got a little maybe. bit out, overgrown. Dude, Steve, this guy's like the Punisher, but like he's a bit uh, yeah, he's, code enforcer. Yeah, of the lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the woman said she got a camera after, oh, after they the- let their lawn grow. Yeah. <laughs> they let the yard become unkempt. Something had to be done. The trimmer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the punisher. The trimmer. The trimmer. <laughs> so the woman said that she got uh, the camera after the first time when he slashed her tires. So he slashed this woman's tires, and then he came back a second time, uh, and the camera had been installed, and it caught him uh, keying the cars. Now, West Hampton police believe that the vandal strikes in the early morning hours between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. when she's walk- uh, when he's walking his dog. There is surveillance footage. Uh, I saw it on 6ABC. So if you recognize the person, uh, you're asked to contact authorities. Listen, there are houses in my uh, neighborhood that pe- periodically, for whatever reason, they don't, you know, every, every neighborhood has, and they don't, they don't get to the lawn or it's a little unkempt it doesn't look quite right you don't you just cut their brake lines that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. don't yeah you do don't, an, don't do anything on the surface yeah. my neighbor just said to me yesterday did you see so-and-so's lawn what's what's up with that like it bothers people and some i said to people, her yeah. it does bother some people but i said i go no i didn't like i to me i didn't even notice it I, so my next door neighbor the house they left the right. house was vacant for six years and no one took care of the lawn at all. Wow. And some of my neighbors, it just absolutely drove them bonkers. It's my next door. I didn't care. You didn't care. It didn't look that great. In fact, it made my house look pretty damn good, to tell you the truth. <laughs> you know what? I think I'd be one of those people. If it's like ultra crazy out of control, but um, like I always feel bad. Like I feel the onus is on me to keep my yard looking pretty decent. Well, sure, the, yeah. you know. But if there, there's nobody there, what are yeah. you going to do? Well, I mean, these were the, the the weeds were thigh high. Were and, they? Uh, oh yeah, wow. it was, it was oh, six my. years so, overgrown. Did they own the house? Did they still own the house? I don't know. What I think, did it go into foreclosure? I think yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy just literally he was an idiot, and and he left town and just kind of stopped paying for the house and moved oh, wow. out of state. And they tried to track him down, and I don't know what ended up. Did happening. you get to go into the house? It was all flooded yeah, and messed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Flooded, it was a mess, yeah, right? Mold and all kinds of stuff. We, oh. Fortunately, we had really great people who moved it, moved in, and redid the whole house, yeah. and, and they're great. It, uh, do you have a homeowners association? No. Okay. Nope. Yeah, because maybe at least with that one you could. Guys, listen. You know, this is my well, next some of my neighbors, you know, like 
some of my neighbors wanted to pitch in yeah. and have a lawnscaping company come and just maintain it. They were that bothered yeah, by it? Yeah, yeah. It didn't uh, bother me that bad. You know, some people really, really You were it. right You next just door. key the cars. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's what a, a good homeowners association Reasonable. should be the ones who handle the keying yeah. and the tire slash. What an idiot, though, this guy uh, is. Uh, not oh an idiot, an a-hole. Yeah, yeah. That, Dude, I mean, that too. Just chill the F out. Like, you know, it's, it's none of your freaking business. Guess who's not coming to the block party? Some people yeah, don't see that as driving uh, properties down yeah, in, in and around the year. Some people literally think that that's the case, that it drives their property value down. You know what drives sure. the property down? Having someone in the neighborhood who slashes yes, tires. Yes, yeah. like you. Yes. Yes. More so. A random vandal. That's <laughs> the driving property values yeah. down. Yeah, when you look to buy a home, the, yeah. it, it does show the crime in the area and how yeah. much there is. It doesn't show how many people's lawn is overgrown. Yeah. Uh, so, But there is surveillance video of this guy, so if you recognize him, uh, police are asking that you contact them. A Bucks County mother will not spend time behind bars for allegedly killing her infant son by breastfeeding him with drugs in her system. It's a horrible Terrible. Story. Awful. A judge sentenced 31-year-old Samantha Jones to three years of probation and 100 hours of community service after she agreed to the plea deal. The baby died from a combination of methadone, methamphetamine, and amphetamine back in 2018. Jones allegedly told police that she had been primarily breastfeeding the baby but switched to formula three days before the child's death because he wasn't getting enough milk. Around 3 a.m. on April 2nd, 2018, the baby began crying and Jones allegedly told police she tried to breastfeed the child because he was too tired because she was too tired to go downstairs to get the bottle of formula. Her husband told police that the baby was crying again at 6 a.m. and Jones asked him to prepare a bottle of formula. After he left for work, she fed the baby and fell back to sleep. She woke up at 7.30 to find the child uh, who was in obvious distress. The child was rushed to the hospital but was pronounced dead about an hour later. So basically the baby was Went into withdrawal Ugh. from the drugs in the mom system and and died. And she, this woman, is not going to jail. She only got uh, 100 hours of community service and probation. A man who authorities say was involved in the GoFundMe scam in New Jersey was indicted Wednesday. 39-year-old Mark D'Amico was charged last year along with his then-girlfriend, 29-year-old Caitlin McClure, and 36-year-old Johnny Bobbitt. Prosecutors say Bobbitt and McClure uh, and D'Amico made up a story in 2017, even faked photos of themselves standing on the street where they the supposed exchange took place. The trio gained widespread recognition, uh, and more than 14,000 donors contributed to the GoFundMe account. You know, Preston, I was thinking about this, and we had sort of casted a movie with uh, us, an actress playing us when wow. they make this made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Here's an opportunity to employ those actors. Yeah, right. they were part Excellent. of it because they yeah. were they were on the show. They yeah. came into the studio and then they were out at the camp out for hunger. That's right. The whole collective when the scam is in full so blown bigger. We could be in the movie absolutely about this, and, and clearly we talked about it on the air leading yes. up to that. So I would say, you know, being uh, members of the media, that we'd want to be represented in a movie. Yeah. As... Take that, Yuki Washington. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> he ends up in every goddamn movie. Yeah, you're right. We should we should definitely be in their movie. Okay. Uh, and so last time when uh, I guess when uh, Kate pleaded guilty, they had said that he had not been charged yet on some mm-hmm. of the accounts. But here it is. They were, well, yeah. In fact, I guess it whole, wasn't charged. Her yet. whole deal was predicated on testifying against him. Ah, okay. So Bobbitt pleaded guilty in March uh, to conspiracy to commit theft by deception. McClure pleaded guilty in April to theft by deception in exchange for a four-year term in state prison. And D'Amico was indicted on Tuesday on a slew of charges, including financial facilitation of criminal activity and theft by deception. We're looking at him. I know who would play him uh, oh. in the movie. Oh. Uh, it is 
is uh, the name is escaping me. Timothy Oliphant. Nope, nope. Irish actor. Uh, oh, Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. it's a little bit of him in his face. Yeah. He could bring the douchey that he brought in uh, Horrible Bosses. <laughs> and and Kate is kind of uh, she she's a cute girl, and yeah. I think that uh, maybe uh, Blake Lively. They always go for somebody who's a little bit hotter. Yeah, you know just to I mean? drive box just office. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Blake Lively would be her. Nobody Johnny Bobbitt. I'm Anne not Hath- sure. Anne Hathaway for Johnny Bobbitt. Oh, yeah, Johnny. Hathaway. No, no, no. <laughs> Nice. I was singing for Kate McClure. Oh, I'm sorry. Be good. <laughs> uh, pull that picture back up because I had it. Uh, hmm. um, All right. So uh, I know. Well, who was the guy who played the um, the trainer? I'm forgetting. He's a great actor. The the horse trainer in Seabiscuit. Uh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. You know Car- uh, Cooper, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Stick he's a beard little, on him. He's a little old. old yeah. But well, I, I know Anne Hathaway was up for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, if we're going yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's a little closer <laughs> than Anne Hathaway. And I see Ed Norton, but is Ed okay. Norton too old? Okay, I see that. A little bit of that. Nah, yeah. Okay. Right. Actually, Charlie Day would be good for him as well. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. He just if Char- a- Charlie just playing a straight role, mm-hmm. a serious role, uh, yeah, that could work. <laughs> <laughs> and then us, of course. You know, whenever, well, you know, whenever, well, yes. whenever it gets made, I'm gonna. I hope it does because it's 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 one of the, every Dateline story is something like this. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this is as good as any of those. Yep. We yeah. need like well, I guess after all of the court cases are finished, then maybe we'll start to see those Dateline and all that because yep. I need to know what went on behind the scenes. Well, yeah. and that they won't do it until there is a conclusion, right? Of course. It's my understanding that GoFundMe is taking care of everyone who uh, had donated. Yep. So it's, yeah, GoFundMe supposed to yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah. GoFundMe said that they yeah that they've refunded everybody. So yeah. all right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Jared Eikhoff allowed only three hits in eight innings. Cesar Hernandez hit a home run and drove in three runs, and the Phillies shut out the Cardinals 5 yeah. nothing yesterday afternoon in St. Louis. Woo! The National League East leading Phils took two of three from the Cardinals and won for the fifth time in their last seven games. Eikhoff, who missed most of the 2018 season with an injury, has not allowed a home run this season. Sir Anthony Dominguez worked the ninth to complete the three-hitter, and Odubel Herrera sparked a four, uh, four-run fifth inning for the Phils with an RBI double. They're off today before opening up an interleague series in Kansas City against the Royals tomorrow night. In last night's NBA playoff action, the Bucks beat the Boston Celtics in Game 5 in Milwaukee. Giannis Antetokounmpo oh, yeah. I can't had, even do it, had 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists, and the Bucks routed the Celtics 116-91 to to eliminate Boston in advance to the Eastern Conference Final. In the Western Conference, the Golden State Warriors beat the Rockets in Game 5 in Oakland. Klay Thompson scored 27 points, and Golden State won 104-99 to for a 3-2 lead in that series. The Sixers will look to turn things around and avoid elimination in their series against the Toronto Raptors when the two teams face off against each other tonight in Game 6 in South Philly. After two straight convincing wins in Games 2 and 3, the Sixers had back-to-back bad losses in Games 4 and 5 and trailed the series three games to two. Tip-off tonight is set for 8 o'clock.
o'clock. And in the NHL, the San Jose Sharks beat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 in last night's Game 7 in San Jose. The Sharks now advance to play the St. Louis Blues in the Western Conference Finals, which begin this weekend. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Raspy. It is a... I, uh, <laughs> I said I feel better, but my voice sounds worse. That's all right. It's getting there. Uh, we are happy to be with you on this Thursday morning. we got a number of things taking place. Just want to remind you, a trip to uh, Hollywood. Love it when we have those giveaway. That's for Word of the Week prize. We'll give that away tomorrow. You'll need today's letter at the end of the program. Speaking of movies and giveaways, another cool thing that we're doing today only. So with Mother's Day uh, coming up, we're doing something kind of fun because in conjunction with that, another powerful female figure in the world of cinema, like your mom, Captain Marvel will be released, uh, and they have the date announcement today. And in honor of all the marvelous moms out there, Here's how to win a digital download of Captain Marvel for you and a Halcyon Floats package for your the mom in your life. And Halcyon Floats, if you do not know, it's these isolation tanks where you float in this saline solution. It's dark. It's warm. It is very serene. And it's just you get away from everything in life for a little while and I- just... Just kind of zone out. It's wonderful. I just did it a few months ago, Preston, at the uh, location in Roxborough. Yes. That's pretty wild. I've, I've got to go to the Roxborough location. Yeah, yeah. It's very I've cool. I've not been there yet. It's cool. I was hesitant to do it, and when I did it, I, I liked it. So you get the digital download, and you get the uh, Halcyon Floats package for your mom. Here's what you need to do, because we're doing this contest. It's today only during the show. Uh, post a photo on Instagram during our show today of the marvelous mom that inspires you. And there's three hashtags you have to use, and you'll all automatically be qualified. And we're going to pick five winners today. So here are the three hashtags. It's important. Marvelous Mom, Captain Marvel, and WMMR Contest. you got to have that one in there, okay? WMMR Contest. But all three of those, Marvelous Mom, Captain Marvel, WMMR uh, Contest. And if you need that information, you can call us. I'm sure Marissa's got it posted. Hang on. She's going to give us that info now. Already on our Instagram and our Twitter pages, so you can just copy and paste it and post a pretty photo of you and your mom. Okay, so uh, after 10 a.m. today, we're going to pick the five winners, and Captain Marvel is available for digital digital downloads starting on May 28th and on a multi-screen edition on June 11th. So just uh, get on there. Take only a second. Just post it. I'm sure you got a picture of mom in your phone somewhere. Post that. You can be with her however you want to do it, but put those three hashtags, and we might uh, draw and get you a cool prize today. It's a fun little thing. Yeah, most definitely. All right, uh, Joe Matarese is stopping by today, our friend, Philly Local. He is going to be performing a punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. Uh, so Joe stops by today, and I'm sure we'll get into all kinds of stuff. i got a lot of things to give away, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I have the entertainment report on the way next. I'm sure you've heard by now, but we'll reiterate all the de- reiterate all the details of the new royal baby name and all that stuff. So we'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Stephen Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to the 2019 Brewfest, and that is at Mount Hope, and it will be this Saturday. Uh, the question I have for you this morning, the Space Needle in yes. Seattle was featured in the opening graphics of an NBC sitcom that ran from 1993 to 2004. You should know this. Name the show, 215-263-WMMR. So the Space Needle in Seattle was featured in the opening graphics of an NBC sitcom 
It ran from 1993 to 2004. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. Got a bunch of good birthdays today. It is Thursday, May 9th, and what is happening outside our room? Uh, there's a big tarp. The guys oh, are uh, okay. were doing the welding yesterday are setting up all sorts of stuff. It's, uh, it is fascinating and distracting. But, yeah, uh, they're, they're doing work on our building, and all of a sudden I see this gigantic thing across our windows, so they're covering up our windows. Okay, got it. Oh, that sucks. I got a wave earlier this morning. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the guy, the, guy, the guy who was welding yesterday uh, gave me a thumbs up yesterday. It's kind of cool, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 it's like a celebrity outside our window. Uh, absolutely. All right, anyhow, moving on. Some birthdays today on the 9th of May include David Gahan, the lead singer of Depeche Mode, and he is celebrating his 57th birthday today. I've seen Depeche Mode three or four times in concert. No kid. Yeah. Um, great. Always great. Yeah, I saw him one time and I was very impressed. Yeah. And I, I, didn't, I only went because my girlfriend liked him at the time and I was like, okay, I'll go with you. And I... I was uh, late to the party. I, I was a denier of Dep- Depeche Mode for a long time uh, because they were more synth and, and uh, electronic oriented, and they I was were, more, you know, yeah, rock. I, I, a little more roots yeah, rock. Yeah, uh, uh, they, they were what was pressing when I was first when I first sort of made the leap into what they called progressive alternative music. Yeah. Depeche Mode was one of the big bands. That's a good vehicle to get you there. Uh, David Hahn is fifty-seven today. John Corbett, the actor uh, from Northern Exposure, played DJ Chris in the morning. I like him a lot. I do, too. He was Sex in the City, too, right? Yep. And uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. He's great in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Never knows. Yep. He, uh, and uh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> Casey and I, instead of uh, <laughs> instead of saying uh, Valar Margulis from uh, Game of Thrones right, or yeah. the response, it's uh, Nier Vardolos. Uh, Juliana Margulis. Juliana Margulis. Yes. So that's our uh, our greeting to each other. Sion Kong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> John Corbett's 58 today. Uh, the great Rosario Dawson has her birthday. Now, uh, apparently dating Cory Booker. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Apparently. Apparently. They're an item. They're, yeah, they're, they're together. Nice. Uh, she's the big 4-0 today. Uh, she was good as uh, Mimi and Rent. That's why we're playing this. Sin uh, City. Uh, Sin City is Dear great. mother of God, has there ever been a better piece of wardrobe yeah. worn in a movie? She was uh, very, very sexy in that. Uh, Josie and the Pussycat. She was in the, the Daredevil show in Luke Cage. She's also in uh, the new Kevin Smith, the reboot of Jay and Silent Bob. Okay. No kid. Yeah. All right. She's 40 today. Happy birthday. Uh, John Ashcroft, former U.S. Attorney General. He hot. is 77 today and still as hot as ever. Uh, like Candace Bergen, who is 73, and she celebrates her birthday. They brought back Murphy Brown. Didn't do so well in yeah, the ratings. That was too bad. Yeah. Uh, Miss Congeniality, Sweet Home Alabama, Boston Legal. A lot of stuff over the She's years. in one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you remember Preston, the movie The Wind and the Lion. No, I never saw it. With uh, Sean Connery, of course, playing what you would assume he would play, the Rizuli uh, an Arab, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great movie, and it's about an actual historical event that took place. Uh, she's seventy three. Uh, Audrina Partridge, yes, who is I guess a reality show the star, Hills yeah, and MT, all that stuff. Well, I, think so. it's, I think it's Patridge, didn't? It? Is it? Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, it's not Partridge. It's P A T R I. I make the same mistake every time, and I think I said yeah. it. The only reason I said it on air one time, and somebody's like, "No, it's par- it's Partridge." Okay. It's Partridge. So Nick, is it is it a Partridge in a pear tree? It is. Yes, <laughs> named after her family. Okay. Oh, hey, and I see a, a name on the list here, Nick, that I that I skipped over and did not notice. Uh, he's been here in our studio. He's an odd and interesting and fun guy, Andrew W K. Yes, uh, celebrates his birthday today. It's he was like, a really good guest. Yeah, he's he's a unique individual. He he's got this. Delivery where he talks like this, and uh, he's very determined. He has very quick answers. 
Uh, and, it's Patridge. Uh, and yep. he, um, his fans love him. He's, he doesn't have a huge, gigantic audience, but the audience he has yeah. is very, very loyal. Our own Sarah yeah. was mildly swooning. Well, he married them. Uh, he yes. was the, he was the officiant oh, at her right. wedding. Yeah, yeah. Sir, Sir Parker. Yeah, that is correct. He was he was the man who got the, who had said, and I now pronounce you man and wife. Go figure. Uh, so happy birthday to Andrew WK, who is forty today. I think yes, yeah, sir. Forty years old. Uh, and then I saved a biggie for last because it is a milestone birthday today for Billy Joel. Who is 70 years old. Wow. Yeah, celebrates his birthday. And he will have a show, as he did for his 65th birthday, at Madison Square Garden, where he continues his residency over the years. It's unbelievable that that guy, as many times, and has had no new music for 25 years. No new music for 25 years. But still will sell out Madison Square Garden. That is how strong his catalog is. Exactly. He has a catalog that... and there are different. If me, you may not like a certain period in his catalog, but you're going to like something else that he did. Oh yeah, I was on board Billy with Billy Joel. It was almost if you lived on Long Island, you had to. It was I think the law, yeah. and uh, because he had many bands leading up to him as just Billy Joel. But Jesus, how many songs he had! I read a review because he's at the ballpark uh, Memorial Day weekend, and it was encouraging uh, encouraging people to go because it is the greatest karaoke party you will ever go <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. There you go. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. I think the last show I saw. Was, I think maybe was I with you, Marissa? And you were with we, me. Oh, with you, and we didn't love it, right? No, I did. You didn't. I didn't, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I was it, it and Elton John? And, and listen, I've no, it wasn't. No. It wasn't the show with Elton John. And I last time I saw Billy Joel and Elton John, I thought um, Elton John was a little tired, yeah. and Billy Joel kind of carried the show. But then when I, yeah. Like, he didn't really move. He just stayed at the piano. And Billy Joel worked the stage and was all over the place. But then this last one, I was a little bit... It wasn't bad. Well, he was was a 67-year-old man. Performing. Performing. And, uh, yeah, so he doesn't have the same energy as, like, let's say Mick Jagger. But I got what I needed out of it. I went again a summer or two later and loved it. Had a great time. So maybe it was the company you were with. Megan's gonna be mad at you. That was the one, Kathy, where he was asking the audience, "Okay, do you want to hear Piano Man or do you want to hear exactly. scenes from an Italian restaurant?" And then the crowd would yell, and he actually just picked the one he wanted to play. <laughs> yeah. Freebird. Yeah, <laughs> he pretend like he heard somebody uh-huh. Uh-huh. years, years, years ago. I can't. I don't even remember. I think I was in college, probably. Um, a friend of mine that I worked with, her uh, uncle, I think it was, was like one of his like sound managers, and they did the swap with the tickets, and they put us right in the front row. So we watched him wow. right in the front row. I would and love that. He told us ahead of time. He goes, "Watch the cups." He said, "In the red cup is vodka, in the Ta- blue cup is water," and he never touched. Like I forget the colors, but he never touched the water cup. Okay, we were like, "Wow, vodka all the way." Yep. Wow. My, my first agent in comedy was a drummer in his original band. I think it was called The Hassle. No kid. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, this might be a conversation for another time to open up, but we were just playing scenes from an Italian restaurant, and that was one of those songs when I was growing up that when it came on the radio, it didn't matter if I had to be somewhere, if I had something yeah, yeah. to do, it whatever it was, was on hold because I would stop. It was a longer song, and it was an event when it would come on the radio because yeah. it wouldn't play the super long songs all the time. No, no. And I'm so like, is okay. That fa- is that your favorite? I'd, I'd take the long way home or drive yeah. around the block a few times. It's probably my favorite Billy Joel song. Me too. Yeah. All right, one more Billy Joel story from yeah. me. So that song also pressed in for my cousin and I. Um, we, Whenever it came on, no matter where we were, just busted out dancing. Okay. Like, full right. on, we would be at the mall. We'd be in my room with hairbrushes, whatever it was. I'm going to write this down. Maybe we'll talk about that <laughs> later on. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so happy 70th birthday, Billy Joel. And uh, I'm sure Pierre's going to do a block or two uh, because of that. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, the Where the hell is it? Okay, where is right. it? I got it right here. Uh, Space Needles featured in the opening graphics of an NBC sitcom that ran from 93 to 2004. Uh, name that show. 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I'm going to go to, let's go to Taylor. Hi, Taylor. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Taylor, so what TV show are we talking about? That would be Frasier. Of course. <laughs> Wish they're bringing back. Hang on a second, Taylor. <laughs> We are going to give you a pair of tickets for the 2019 Brewfest at Mount Hope this Saturday, May 11th, presented by PA Renaissance Fair, a celebration of all things beer at Mount Hope uh, Estate and Winery in Mannheim. PA must be at least 21 years of age to enter. Visit parenfair.com slash brewfest for tickets and info. By the way, has anybody ever had tossed salad and scrambled eggs together? I don't think No, I've had had. my salad tossed while I was eating scrambled Ah. eggs. And you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Um, yeah, I was. I, I never actually questioned that theme song and toss salad and scrambled eggs. Is that a thing? No. I have a question for you. Have you ever been in the Space Needle? Uh, I have not. Yes, it's very cool. Oh, you so yes, you have? Yes, I have. Okay, that's where I was getting my salad toss. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> we took a trip together. They serve eggs yeah. up there. Hey, these eggs are great, by the way. <laughs> yeah. When you're done eating back there. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into it. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have revealed the baby's name. Baby Sussex's name is, and I'm sure you've heard about yes. today, Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Uh, they s- they shared this on Instagram. Yeah, it's all like the Mountbatten is a is a family name from Philip's side. If you ever watched The Crown, yes, they really struggled with what they were going to name him after he married Elizabeth, and Mountbatten was one of them. But the family fought him on it. And every one of these names has has a uh, a particular importance in this series of names. And they're stressing that it's Archie. It's not Archibald. Oh, oh really? No kidding. Yes. Ah, I didn't okay. know. see. I thought. It- I thought it was going to be because that just seems more yes regal regal yes, right. Yes. Yeah. My Archie. friend named her baby that, but they do call him Archie. They're okay. big Riverdale fans. Yeah. Are you? Uh, did they do it with the town crier? Did they do the Oye? No, the they did it on thing? Instagram. Oh yeah. Oye Oye. Yeah, it's a video. It's a video of the oh. uh, of the town crier. That no, hey guys. No, you know what they did? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. They, they used the town tweeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, that was it? Uh, you guys, <laughs> this is my tweeter account. <laughs> the, the crown. Hey guys, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, were pleased to announce that they have named their firstborn child. This is the official announcement. Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Uh, they added this afternoon, the Royal Highnesses introduced Her Majesty the Queen to her eight great eighth great grandchild at Windsor Castle. Uh, the Duke of Edinburgh and the Duchess's mother were also present for the special occasion. The standing there. Oh, no! Keep it down, for Christ's sake, it's right in my ear. After Archie made his big debut on Monday, a happy Harry admitted that the name thing was the tough part. And now that he was here, he said the baby is a little bit overdue. Uh, so we've had a little bit of time to think about it, and that's the next bit. It is royal family law that they have to run each name through the name game to see how it sounds in its various <laughs> Archie, Barchie, Bo Barchie, Banana Fan, Bo Barchie, Me, my, Mo, Marchie, Archie. There you go. All right. Harrison, Barrison, Bo Barrison. <laughs> then you have to go through it. Mountbatten, 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 Mountbatten. How the hell do you do that one? <laughs> Slowly. 
three syllables. Uh, before the name was announced, odds makers were saying that Alexander was the top choice. That's in the ballpark. What was Archie at? A hundred to one? I don't even I know. Think it was at a hundred to one. Oh, that it was actually. Uh, it was in the running. Oh, wow, was there the were running? there were rumors that Archie was going to be a selection because they 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 check all the family history and they mm-hmm. see all the ties and and what name hasn't been used in a while. You so, didn't have that in your live reads case for the gambling site? No, yeah. no, no. Alexander was a top choice. Uh, Arthur was second. Other options included Philip or Spencer. Yet Pud was never even considered. <laughs> Not once. Uh, it was a long shot, Steve. <laughs> uh, Megan and Harry oh, also. The- also stepped outside of their home on Wednesday to show Archie's face, but uh, they waited to share his name on social media. Megan described being a mother to Archie, saying, It's magic. It's it's pretty amazing. I have the two best guys in the world, so I'm really happy. She said he has the sweetest temperament. He's really calm. Uh, and uh, Megan prompted Harry to joke beside her, saying, I wonder who he gets that from. So, th- like with Kate Middleton, when they had their, their baby just days ago. Mm-hmm. And they present, I mean, I assume, I know they have a staff that gets them ready for these appearances. Sure. But dear God, do they look good for just giving birth. Of course. Of course. You know, I think, um, She looked like she had it a little more rough than Kate. Did she? I think so. Uh, You know what? Here's the deal. I don't care about this at all, so I didn't really see any pictures of. Uh, after the birth, I did see pictures of like of the afterbirth. Uh, no, of like Amy Schumer, who like, <laughs> it looks like sausage. <laughs> um, but there are people. Wait, Amy that... Schumer, what? Did she look bad? Well, I don't want to say that because she had she just looked like she had given. She birth. looked like she, she had just, yeah. given, she had just birth. given birth, and yeah. like that was like a more real photo. She and, looked and puffy and wiped out, like yes. commoners look, like yeah. a mother should yeah. look right after giving <laughs> after birth. After birth, yeah. right? Yeah. I agree, yes. but I sort of thought that's how she looked. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Kate was the one that had all that uh, hypermesis and all that, yeah, like Amy her, Schumer. But her after giving birth to all three, when she walked outside, she looked like it was just another day. Okay. She looked fresher than Megan looked, but Megan Markle yeah. looked pretty damn good. She's probably having to have that crap over with. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rip sad. it out! Yeah, so, anyhow... New baby, everybody's happy. The kid's name is Archie, so there you go. Johnny Depp's legal team, listen to this, is planning to file evidence that shows discrepancies in the emergency call placed at the LAPD on behalf of his then-wife on May 21st, 2016, according to The Blast. Oh, boy. The call infamously accused Depp of abusing Amber Heard. Her friend allegedly placed the call. Heard previously testified that she was on the phone with, it says, Io Tillett Wright. I have no idea who that is. Io Tillett Wright? Yeah, Io is the first name. Oh, right. okay. Uh, wait, what? I, I thought the first name was Io Tillett. <laughs> no, Io Tillett Wright. Uh, when Depp attacked her and Wright heard the abuse uh, taking place, and in their own testimony, Wright reportedly said, I then heard Amber crying in fear and begging Johnny to stop his attack. Uh, thereafter, I heard Amber scream out, call 911 before the call got disconnected. I mm. called 911 to save Amber's life. Now, Depp's legal team claims they obtained logs from that night that show that Wright waited an hour and a half to call police. They also obtained video surveillance that reportedly shows him leaving his apartment in L.A. at 8.30 p.m. The call was placed at 10 p.m. So there might be some serious discrepancies. There. Well, that's if listen, yeah. that would certainly uh, Im, that would bolster Depp's case. But uh, I, obviously, if the, if the guy receiving the call at the nine one one call center feared for her life, he would have re- he reacted sooner than an hour and a half. You would think so, right? But yeah. is that even true? Have they, you know? I don't know. So that's what they're trying to figure out. So uh, his lawyers claim that in the interviewing, in the intervening time, Heard and Wright were uh, working up some fake stories 
Uh, police did respond to the call and reportedly did not find any signs of abuse. Of abuse. So we shall see as this develops. It just keeps getting mess here. Lindsay Lohan was not a fan of Zendaya's Cinderella look at this year's Met Gala, and she decided to share her thoughts on social media, somehow managing to drag Claire Danes into her takedown <laughs> in the process. All right. <laughs> so Lindsay wrote, uh, Claire Danes did that with Zach Poson already, referring to the dress she was wearing. Uh, and uh, so I guess this is, I don't know when she's talking about Claire Danes wearing this similar outfit, uh, but uh, she shared this about Zendaya's look. In a separate comment, she snipped, Claire Danes, you wore this dress so beautifully, I don't know why someone thinks that they can be more chic. Why is she ever. interjecting herself into this? I don't Lay know. off Zendaya, she's a Spider-Man character. Uh, most commenters did not agree with Lindsay's assessment, so they kind of went after her. Uh, by the way, Lindsay has not attended the Met Gala since 2007. Well, if we, obviously because she's a bitch. Uh, she's not invited anymore. Claire James, who wore it better? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been two and a half years since a leaked tape nearly derailed his career, but now Billy Bush is back on television with a new hosting gig and opening up about how he's changed. Uh, he tells people we all have to be that we all have to be able to evolve as we grow. Uh, the guy that left the scene in 2016 was already a changed person since 2005 because that's when the the video that was taken that had him uh, yeah. talking to Donald Trump. Uh, but I had the opportunity to grow up a little bit. He said, "Facing adversity in some way is good, and I feel I'll be better at my job than I ever was. Uh, this is my next step." Uh, so this fall, the veteran TV personality will host Extra Extra. A new iteration of the current syndicated entertainment show featuring a modernized set and in-depth look at topics including pop culture, sports, and politics. The current version of Extra is hosted by Mario Lopez that will continue its run through the season. So you remember he had uh, made the jump from that. He was on the Today Show when uh, he got canned. And the word was that they weren't thrilled at the Today Show, some of the other players, that he was now a uh, permanent correspondent. For the Today Show. They didn't like him? They didn't like him. Okay. Uh, not that they weren't. Maybe they didn't like him. They didn't like that he had come from tabloid shows and was now a host on their show. Right, right. Which they regard a little higher than your average tabloid show. Uh, after being let go, he said, I fell completely apart. I've been through resentment and anger and being inconsolable. But then I realized I had an opportunity to uh, put one foot in front of the other and to get going. And uh, subsequently, Bush used the uh, the forced hiatus as a chance to self-reflect. He's so, an adorable little fella, isn't he? I, I, you know what? Yeah, he is kind of. Oh, I, I, oh I, Billy. I always liked him. I thought he did a good he did job. A he job. Just yeah. very straight ahead. and, uh, and He, he did was what, collateral damage What needed to be yep. done, yeah. yeah. Uh, extra, extra premieres September 9th, and that is on Fox. Um, maybe you saw this. Tyra Banks making a sizzling return to modeling at age 45. She's on the cover of Sports <laughs> Illustrated's swimsuit issue. Oh, and wow. she looks she looks phenomenal. She does. She looks phenomenal. And she's, I think they were making the point, Preston, that from the original picture to this picture, she's 25 pounds heavier. Yeah. You can't tell. She's uh, Well, she was really slim uh, in, the, in the original cover, but she just looks matured and phenomenal, you know? So... Uh, she was always one of my favorites. More than 20 years after she became the first black woman to grace the annual cover, she is back and in a bikini. Uh, this is her third SI swimsuit cover, and she's wearing a tiny yellow Andy Bagus bikini. I thought that was an Andy Bagus. In, uh, Andy! in Great Exuma, Bahamas. 
Uh, in another shot inside, she recreated one of her most famous looks in a red polka dot bikini. Uh, the swimsuit issue has multiple covers. Soccer star Alex Morgan and Model Search winner uh, Camille Kostic landed on the other two covers this year. Uh, she appeared on Good Morning America Wednesday and joked about her return saying, I'm like, damn, I'm 45, dog. <laughs> did she really say that? Did I, did I do that well? Did it well. Great, Thank man. you. I hate to say this, but I hope someone slapped her. Uh, in an interview with the New York Times, Banks also revealed why she left modeling a decade ago. She said, when I was 32 years old, I retired from the business. I was hungry. She said, I didn't want to age out. Uh, I walked out with a three-year contract on the table, but I wanted to say goodbye before that industry said goodbye to me. Damn, dog. Leave, leave before they <laughs> leave you. My mother used to tell me that, she said, so that's why. Well, she's all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> Do people say that anymore? Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. No, they don't. No? no? <laughs> uh, Alec Baldwin has apparently gifted wife Hilaria with a hefty new sparkler. Uh, Page Fireworks! Yeah! Here, got, honey. I've got Roman candles in the car. <laughs> That's a big-ass sparkler. That'll burn for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got them all. I got the spinning wheels with the firecrackers. The I got the whistling Jupiters. The paratroopers. The paratroopers that come out. Parachute. You're going to love it. <laughs> Roman candles. These ones actually come from Rome. I used to actually like the paratrooper. Uh, I did, too. Work. Do you remember I that? I did, too. It was no. like a flare. It, would... it seemed like a military flare. Yeah. That's where you liked it. It would shoot up, and then it would it would burn, and it had a little parachute, and it would come down really slowly. It would stay up there for a while. It it's how you cool. could uh, see advancing enemy. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I did see fireworks on uh, on Instagram that <laughs> like were... sparkler. <laughs> the fire, uh, fireworks that were, like, meant for the daytime. So instead of, like... Um, shooting fire, it would be like colored smoke. Have you oh, guys seen these? No, no. I have not, but I, w- w- mm, let's get them. Yeah. That's a great cool. idea. Do you know what we can do? So it's, there's there's an exposed staircase now out in front of the building. <laughs> we can crawl up to the top and shoot it off that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, they are saying that the ring is an 8 to 10 carat emerald cut diamond ring. You light the fuse right here. We're <laughs> It blows up on her hand. Um, <laughs> worth anywhere between eight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you still have nine. Yeah, I, I found your finger over here. Uh, obviously, uh, it's, been, it's between 800K and 1.2 million, they're guessing. She just went through this miscarriage, yeah. you know, so I think he's trying to uh, yeah. pep her up. So, it may not be in production yet, but uh, Beverly Hills 90210 is already greasing up the PR machine. The first teaser shows the cast sitting down for the first table read back for the reboot. Tori Spelling, Shannon Doherty. I'll see you in study hall. (laughs) Oh, damn, I forgot my ruler and protractor. (laughs) What'd you say? I said I forgot my protractor. Maybe you left it at the Peach Pit. At the Peach Pit? Yeah. Uh, Jason Priestley. I'll meet you there later on at 1.30 for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Early bird special. Uh, They mashed the food for you. Oh, my God. Actually, there was a great (laughs) joke last night on school. They're watching 90210, and uh, they sort of take a tip from it, and, and the teacher's there, and the one teacher goes, that's not a high school student. That person's clearly 35 years old. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Jenny Garth, Ian Ziering, uh, Gabrielle Carteris, uh, Brian Austin Green. They're all back, except for, obviously, Luke Perry. What did you do during the summer vacation? <laughs> what? I had a colonoscopy. <laughs> oh, my God. The Fox reboot is set to go into production late May. Uh, speaking of trailers, uh, teaser trailers, uh, yesterday watched the uh, Watchmen uh, teaser trailers coming out on HBO. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, I'm simultaneously, yeah. tell me if you feel the same way, intrigued, excited, and nervous. Yeah, yeah. Because I hope they don't botch it. Yeah, we'll see. If they don't, then, you know, then unfortunately we don't get a good series out of it. But, uh, you know, the source material is so great. Uh, so we'll see how that ends up playing out. Um, how about this one? Game of Thrones, Amelia Clark is set to play the poet Elizabeth Barrett in Let Me Count the Ways with Bjorn Runge directing the love story. Bjorn Runge. Uh, the film, which is set for the mid-19th century, is set in the mid-19th century. We're going to release this last century. <laughs> yeah. Uh, will follow the true story of love, her love affair with playwright Robert Browning. So okay, that's how she became Elizabeth Barrett Browning. That is her next, uh, yeah, that's her next project. Uh, and then the Clark. Browning Strikes Back. Uh, the Browning Strikes Back, <laughs> that was the follow-up? Return <laughs> of the Browning. It's a lot darker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a TV series based on the recent college admission scandal that swept up Felicity Huffman, Lori Laughlin is in the works, Variety is reporting. A uh, dramatic depiction of or a documentary? Uh, dramatic depiction of, from what I understand. So, uh, Annapurna Television is uh, option the rights uh, to the upcoming book accepted by Melissa Korn and Jennifer Levitz. Uh, I, I'm assuming, Steve. I'm, you know what? I'm, I thought there were actors named in this, but there isn't. So, it may be a documentary. Look, either or, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I want to see how this plays out. Uh, the book will be published by Portfolio, a division of Penguin Random House. And in March, of course, three dozen people were indicted by the FBI for that whole deal. So, so. there are two things related to this, Preston. One, I don't know if you saw the story, but there, uh, Lori Laughlin's case might be helped by the fact that USC was uh, opening um, openly um, auditioning for crew team. And okay. it said on the poster that they put up online and around campus, no rowing experience necessary. No yeah. way. So that sounds like our friend Kristen Herman right. did the same thing with Temple. Had never, yes. never sat foot in one of those boats and... The crew team needed members. They had scholarships available, so she got on board. So That might help. Yeah. And then there's another thing. She, uh, so I, If we have the audio clip, it's, w- it's worth playing. If you want to see someone get a quick dismissal from a TV show, so they, they fired her from this Hallmark show, and they ex- they take her character. Is it over? It's okay if it's not over. But it's just uh, they, they kind of explain, well, she went away, and she's never coming back. Um, and, and they just quickly dismiss her. Uh, all right, so it's, it's from a couple of days ago, though? Yeah, oh, yeah, I got it, got it. All right, here we go. This is, uh, this is it. It's been a week since Abigail got word that her mother had taken ill back east. <laughs> True to her nature, Abigail wasted no time in rushing off to care for her. And I will miss her and Cody deeply. We all will. All right, and that's it. I'll never see her again, and that's probably pretty good because she's involved in the Varsity Blues scandal. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they handled it. Yeah. She went away. She went out to get some cigarettes. Nope. She died. <laughs> she was crushed by a boulder. Very sad. She shouldn't have played with that stick that was holding up the boulder that was attached to a string. <laughs> oh, it was a trap. Oh, it was a trap. Yeah, 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 yeah. They wouldn't figure that out for a while. No, she didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't good at seeing traps. Right. We were, and we avoided the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> that was smart. 
<laughs> no funeral. We just moved on. We told her not to tug at the stick, but anyway, she's gone. Yeah. All right, we're ready for the clips. You ready? Yay. All right, let's do this. Detective Pikachu follows Tim Goodman, a young man whose childhood dreams of becoming a Pokemon trainer are revived when he teams up with Pikachu to search for his father. Here, Justice Smith talks about why this movie is important to both kids and adults. Although your kids are going to love it if they... Uh, (laughs) Is that good Pikachu? (laughs) Is that a Pokemon? Although... Your kids are going to love it if yeah. they love Pokemon. It's also for people my age who had who have the nostalgia factor, who right. grew up with Pokemon. Right. But it's it's for everyone. What the f***? Detective Pikachu is in theaters tomorrow. I can't get a beat on this. Is it getting any good scores on uh... Uh, everything that I've seen? So Ryan Reynolds talked about it, and, and they he would, <clears throat> when they asked him to submit some audio for it, they basically basically just took like Deadpool stuff. Okay, and then he was trying to work on a, on a voice. So basically, think of Pikachu as PG or even G rated um, Deadpool. Okay, the same sort of snark, and that's what it appears to be. So it, uh, I don't know. It's at seventy percent. So it's not bad. All right. Not bad at all. All right, let's do the next clip. In Palms, a group of women living together in a retirement home decide that it's time to bring it again and form a cheerleading squad. For some reason, I want to see this. In this clip, Jackie Weaver discusses the underlying message of the film. Here it is. It's relationships between all the women, how how they're emboldened by their togetherness. Uh, It's a great female story. This reminds me, Marissa, of that uh, marching band that you saw when we were in Florida for spring training, and it was all older people that formed a band, and and they marched through town. Uh, We were there for, I guess, uh, what, what... What was going on? Why did they have that big parade? So we were down there for spring training. I went over to Cigar City for... Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, St. Patrick's That's Day parade. That's what it was, yeah. Yep. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember the name of it. They were like the second time arounders or something. Yeah. Oh, that's and, cool. Um, so I was – so like they love parades down there. It's like Mardi Gras. And I'm watching these baton twirlers come up. And as they're getting closer, I was like, those women look a little bit older. And then I realized that they were all like probably over 40 or 50 and just yeah. retired and living down there and <laughs> joined a group. And then I look and I was like, oh, now, now there's a band. And, and there's like a couple of rows of trumpets. And then there's like tubas. And then there's clarinet. And there was like it was a huge. thousand people yeah. marching down the street. And in a marching I, band? Yeah. In a marching yeah. band. And yeah. this group has like thousands of people from around Florida that join it That's cool. and just go around to these parades and play. Yeah. I bet you they march really slow. <laughs> With walkers. I'll, yeah. I'll post uh, a video because I never did uh, after that. It was, it, it was great. I think this is actually based on an actual... Um, I'm sure it is. A troop, yeah, of, yeah. of older women. Yeah, because uh, that's what it reminded me of this group down in Florida. So I think that's really cool. Uh, Palms is in theaters tomorrow, by the way. And there you go. That's what I got for your entertainment report this morning. So uh, some things that are happening uh, today. Joe Matarese is stopping by. And we also have this underlying contest that's going to go through the course of the morning and a chance for you to win something for mom, the Captain Marvel in your life. That's super bigger-than-life uh, female force that is taking care of you like captain marvel it we have a chance for you to uh give some love to mom so we have a digital download of captain marvel for you and a halcyon floats package for the mom in your life it's a pretty cool deal here's what you got to do post a photo on instagram during our show today of the marvelous mom that inspires you and you just have to use three hashtags and you'll be in the running to win and we're going to choose five winners uh the hashtags are marvelous mom captain marvel 
and WMMR contest. And this is cool. Have, we have that on our Instagram page. If you want to go check that out right now, and as Marissa said, you can just cut and paste it onto your post. Uh, after 10 a.m., we'll pick five winners and we'll set you up. And Captain Marvel is available for digital download starting on the 28th and on multi-screen edition on June 11th. So let's get you on that. Just do it real quick. Only take you a couple of minutes. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us this morning. Here comes the MM Army. Join Marissa Magnata Friday from 4 to 6 at Sprint, 50 Centerton Road in Mount Laurel. Enter to win two grand to put toward a week at the Jersey Shore. Tickets to the sold out Vans Warp Tour and custom MMR and Sprint sunglasses. Try Sprint's LTE Advanced Network now, up to two times faster than before, and the reliability you can count on. Hang with the MM Army and Bud Light Friday from 8 to 10 at Tobola's at Big Heads Richboro. 1034 Second Street Plate for an MMRBQ 2019 ticket read. Win tickets every 10 minutes and enjoy 275 Bud Light bottles and drafts. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Hey, if you want to win a digital download of Captain Marvel and also a Halcyon float package for your mother for Mother's Day, we have a contest that's running through the morning. It's very simple. All you have to do is on Instagram post a photo of mom or you and mom. It could be just mom or whatever, but make sure mom's in there. Uh, do it during our program today, and there's three hashtags you have to include. Hashtag Marvelous Mom, Captain Marvel, and WMMR Contest. And uh, by 10 a.m., we will draw five winners, and uh, we'll set you up. It's funny because they come to us with this uh, with this thing and say, would you guys like to eat? You know, do this is like, uh, you, you, of course, yes. why not? Yeah, it's cool. The, yeah. the Halcyon float is very cool. Really Absolutely. enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, by the way, the digital download will be available starting May 28th of Captain Marvel and multi screen edition on uh, June 11th. Kathy, you had a story earlier in news about someone who was caught on surveillance video in a neighborhood uh, keying cars and slashing, slashing tires, tires. Uh, because <laughs> they believe. Uh, that they are unhappy with the way those people's lawns are kept in the neighborhood. Well, that's what he, so he's writing notes, and that's what he's saying. He, he's saying that he's the code enforcer and that they need to uh, mow their lawns, they need to edge, and they need to uh, keep their property clean. So first you'll get the note, and then you get I vandalism? Think the note, I think the note is left along with the uh, the, the vandal. So, no, so he's, not, he's, saying, he's not in the note saying, I'm the guy who keyed your car, correct? He's not, he's not laying claim to that. I don't he, know. He's putting the note up, but then he so there's footage of him keying the cars and do it. they believe it's the same guy, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, from what I understand. So, uh, <laughs> look, look at this. You know, I think he's pretty clear that it's him. Uh, it says enforcement for, and then it's got the person's name, I guess. Uh, and then it says number one, cut grass. Number two, cut trees. Number three, cut edge. What is Sidewalks. that? Sidewalks. Sidewalks. Four, keep clean yard. And then a star at the bottom says, you are dirty. <laughs> dirty. You're a dirty lawn owner. Uh, okay. So keying the cars is the next step, I guess. And, uh, I mean, you really got to, that's really just got to bother you to no end. It's something you just, I would imagine if you're that type of person, you just sit around and think about it all the time. Listen, I've seen. How dare you? I've seen, you yeah, know. Look at that. Yeah, right. Yards. They, they, at a certain point, there's not a lot you can do. You certainly can't slash their tires and key. The, if it bothers you, you got to just deal with it. Yep. Uh, but I mean, especially if there's like a homeowner society uh, uh, organization or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. they have some sway over that. But otherwise, and it, from what 
the story was, it wasn't like an outlandish situation. Wasn't the woman away on vacation yeah. or something? Yeah, she was supposedly away on vacation, returned Monday, got the note, and her car was keyed. And she said this was um, the second time he had slashed her tires before. So maybe her lawn was a little overgrown because she had been away on vacation. Did you see that text earlier this morning, Preston, of what these people who are this militant are called? No. Grass holes. Grass holes. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I thought that that was appropriate. Uh-huh. Now, I wonder if this guy, if they find out who he is, if he's Mr. Immaculate, immaculate Stay Off Probably. My Lawn uh, thing, who that's that's his pride and joy. You uh-huh. know? Look at this. Look at that green. That's Kentucky grass. Yeah. I mean, what would it take for you? And I'm not saying to slash somebody's tires or, or to key their car, but what would it take for you to actually say something to your neighbor about the way their yard is kept? I it, I did one time. Okay, so what pushed you to that point? The next door neighbor, uh, the guy who ended up leaving town, and my the, the house next to me sat vacant vacant for six years, and the and the lawn became way overgrown. It was already overgrown when they lived there, and we were outside talking. It was uh, he came over, and I don't know what we had. No other neighbors. We were just in the driveway doing neighborhood stuff, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he started talking. And he had said something like, uh, said something along the lines of, of the yard and so forth. And I go, and as I was just being helpful, yeah. I go, I go, Dan, look. And I brought out a container of Roundup. I go, it takes 10 minutes. You do this like once every two weeks. And I go, and I wasn't saying, yeah. dude, you need to clean up your yard. I'm saying, you won't have to deal with that crap anymore. Yeah. It's, it's literally How do really easy to, do, easy to do. And he's like, I know, I know, I gotta, I'm sorry, I gotta do it. And he never did it. No. Well, listen, you made Which the effort. It didn't drive me crazy, but I was trying to give a, this is how easy it yeah. is. See, so here's the issue, like, with if the lawn's overgrown or if it's crazy ticks and bugs and, mm-hmm. and field mice and whatever the hell infests. You said it was at one point it was up to your thighs, right? It oh, was yeah. like super deep. That high. Yeah. I, I don't. Who, who knows what's living in there? And yeah, if yeah. like your your animals or whatever get Definitely out of snakes. It. Yeah. yeah, but you you saying that to your neighbor had nothing to do with you um, saying I hate the way your lawn looks. You're like, hey right. man, this this. I can't imagine being prompted unless it was, I I don't know how outlandish it would have to be for me to be, oh, you need to take care of that. Well, I just, you remember my neighbor at my, uh, the the old place, um, Jackie Mason, Uh, I I cut my lawn once a week. And, but, you know, we had had a whole bunch of kids in in a short amount of time. Right. So... You know, we, was we he a grass hole? Well, no, nah, but we didn't like weed our flower bed. You know, so like maybe the flower bed had some weeds in it or whatever. And so my wife had finally gotten out there. I don't even know, like mid July or whatever. She was out there just weeding, and he came out of his house, and she heard him go, oh, "It's about time." <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> it's like, dude, you a hole. I mean, but this, sometimes you have these these busy buddies. But these, this grass these people hole that are so consumed with what you're doing. We've talked about this before. But it, you're not consumed. But you're, you're only consumed with their yard, and you have you're not taking into consideration anything else in their lives. You know what I mean? So Maybe they're away on vacation. Yeah, maybe yeah. They, they like that jungle look. Yeah. <laughs> Blow up the house then. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're, I'm going to have to keep their cars. What's the next? I'm sorry, Jackie. I'm going to have to kidnap their children. Casey had a neighbor who, who he, his speech pattern yeah. was like Very Jackie, much like Jackie Mason. Mason. So he is yeah. that the first time you're mowing the lawn? Um, <laughs> let me go to. I'm going to go to Chuck. Hi, Chuck. You're on the air. Good morning, Gadzooks guys. Gadzooks man, what's up? So I live in Rome, in Mayfair, in the Northeast, and the problem with this neighborhood is that we're getting all these rentals that are coming in. So you had these people who had never lived, maybe not, not even had this type of uh, 
uh, a land before or, or whatnot. Um, so my next door neighbor, when they first moved in, they didn't mow their lawns until like middle of summer. So it was up to their waist. So I've had to talk to him because of that. And he also sings at 3 a.m. Like at the top of his lungs. He sings at 3 a.m.? Okay. Yeah, and he has kids in the house, too. So I don't even know how they, how they sleep. Well, that's just deranged. That's what, just someone who's deranged. Yeah, what's he What's he singing, Chuck? Um, R&D, gospel, whatever. And I then, got you know, sunshine. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. No, you don't. It's 3 a.m., douchebag. <laughs> Sun's not up for three more hours. Right. I had to talk to him the other day because I said, you know, I that the five years you lived here, I've, I've had a conversation with you ten times, and every time was either you don't move along or because you're singing too damn loud. Well, Chuck, what's worse? And, and, and I'll throw it out to you guys. Somebody who led to, lets their lawn sort of go to pot and it's sort of a, a mess, or the guy who's up on s- s- at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning mowing the lawn mowing and doing the, lawn. The, and the yard work. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the early morning lawn mowing thing doesn't bother me for okay. some reason. So. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, really? What? Like, you, you have to get out there at 7? Like, yeah. could you give it till 9? Yep. <laughs> uh, let me go to, I have uh, Jim. Hi, Jim. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Hey, I uh, I have a neighbor that has lived next to me for ten years. Uh, unfortunately, divorced and have moved on. But uh, I've been dealing with foot and a half tall high grass for for many years. Yep. Uh, I've I've approached the taps about it on numerous occasions because they do have ordinances to that effect. And uh, the township basically just blows you off, and the neighbor is is just you know just a scumbag and quite frankly i live in a neighborhood with very expensive homes and an extremely well-kept neighborhood and i have to deal with a loser for a neighbor <laughs> yeah it's listen so with me i start to get antsy if so we're, we're, we're resetting our entire property so we're going to have everything you know redone because when we moved in it wasn't quite right yeah. So, but still, there's just even small patches of grass. A lot of it's covered by hay and stuff like that right now. Is there, you know, going to reset everything? But even those small patches, I, I like to make sure are trimmed down. And I start to get, I feel like I'm, like the, the neighborhood expects me to do it. So I, I, I sort of do it and want to do that. Some people just don't care. And I, I think it's probably on the list of town priorities going to tell someone to mow their lawn. Mm-hmm. It's probably way down on the list. Yeah. Uh, Jim, so have you ever talked to the guy? Yeah, I talked to him on numerous occasions. Um, these are well-to-do people. These aren't, you know, these aren't dregs of society. Right. Uh, and when I talked, when I approached the township about it, the excuse I got from the township was, uh, and almost, almost quote is, well, you know, some people like to live in the woods and have the wood. <laughs> and I, I, I figured that's what you'd get. That's well, that's just what some people like. Have you tried talking to this guy? Employing a Jackie Mason impression. <laughs> that seems to work. Yeah. yeah. Or you can slash his tires. Yeah. Slash his tires. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. I will say, I we had a tree in our that uh, kind of hangs over the uh, sidewalk. And I guess one of the branches got a little low. And we would kind of, you know, you kind of have to, like, duck down a little bit when you were walking by. <laughs> but, we, yes, it was a little bit like that. But never really, like, I never really thought about it. I never thought, like, oh, we should cut that branch down. And then um, we got, like, a, a little note put in our um, mailbox. An and, anonymous note? Yeah. And, I've keyed your car. Uh, right. but, but kind of saying, like, hey, uh, trim trim that tree or I'm going to call the township. Like, threatening. So uh, we got a little angry about it. And <sighs> they cut it down. 
Oh, you have, they they what? Cut, they cut the ranch okay. down. So yeah. this is what I was going to ask you: the anonymous note, right? Does that is that counterproductive? Because I listen, I've I've had moments where I've thought about leaving a note for somebody because of one thing or another. Uh, one that comes to mind is this reckless driving person that I see driving all the time. I know where they live. I found out where they live because they live in my community, and they drive like a freaking maniac every and, morning, right? And I've, and I've thought about sending a note of some sort that says, "Hey." On behalf of everybody that shares the road with you, can you please take it easy? Because you're going to not only kill yourself, but yeah. maybe somebody else. But I'm thinking that's not going to work. You know I what I mean? you automatically get defensive. Like, really, yeah. in reality, we should have cut that branch down. We we really didn't realize that it was a, a little too low. We should have just cut the branch down. But because we got the, what was kind of like, kind of threatening was, or we're going to call the township. We were like, well... Well, well, I then. think you're right. I think it's a reflexive thing, especially when you get an anonymous note to go, yeah. this son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh. I, would, I would almost say, Preston, mm-hmm. um, you say, I live here. My cars are parked here for keying purposes. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but uh, in, the, in that, because there are certain things, for example, so we've been in this house now. It was just uh, two years um, this past April. Oh, all right. Nice. But there are things that when we moved in, we knew we'd ha- we're responsible for the sidewalk that goes around the whole house. Right. So th- then there's broken, you know, uh, uh, um, there's, there's breaks. It's uneven. And, 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 yeah, so yep. now we're, yeah. we're replacing all that and all that stuff. And that the onus is on us. If someone were to come by and complain, they'd be right. Tree branches that stick over that block the, the pathway, they would be right if they complained. Yeah. But still, it's I think it's the way you approach people. But I think our natural inclination is to go, F you, this is my house, this yeah. is my yard. It's like uh, sometimes when, when we get snow, but not, not a significant amount of snow, and, and it's on the sidewalk, and my wife's like, we got to get out there and do the sidewalk. I'm like, really? Somebody can walk on that? Come on. How, how, how but long, I get out and do it anyway. How long can, do you have before, by, by, by your community or by where you live, what is the rule before you are compelled or supposed to have that sidewalk cleared? I have not the slightest idea. I don't yeah. have sidewalks in my neighborhood, thank God. You don't have sidewalks? No. We we have to make sure they're clear. I I think it's in within like six hours after the snowfall ends. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Is that a city ordinance? We're in Philadelphia proper, yeah. So the city says you got to do this? I think that's it. They're they're pretty austere about it. I'm going to go to uh, Juliana because she did the anonymous note thing. Hi, Juliana. You're on the air. Good morning. Hello there. Hey, what's up? Um, so, uh, in our neighborhood, this is about Christmas decorations, and it's one thing to leave your lights up, but these people every year put up a wooden nativity scene. Okay. And it was going on to Easter, and Jesus was still in the front yard. <laughs> and so I wrote them a little thank you note saying, you know, thank you so much for, you know, being in the holiday spirit, but Jesus is getting ready to rise again. <laughs> <laughs> So you, did you write this uh, anonymously, Giuliani said? I sure did, as a neighbor. Okay. And any was there any uh, action taken after you sent this letter? Jesus, he went back into the house after that. Okay. 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 Within a week. Within a week. Okay. All right. So that worked out. And, and you did it in kind but of a the- fun way, right? I did, but the funny thing is, so this house, their son has a landscaping business, and I will also say that their yard always looks the worst in the neighborhood. Oh. Like, they just had the lawn full of the little dandelion blow 
Oh. Well, you know, yeah, they always say that, like, the contractor's yeah. house is the last house to be fixed, uh-huh. you know, because they're, yeah, they're, they're, they do it all, they day, do it all day long. Yeah. yeah. But by the way, yeah. the dandelion, some people, that, that really does piss off because obviously, you know, when those, after those things flower, Spreads. they seed and yeah. those things fly all over the place and they can end up in your yard right next to you. And, you know, you've weed treated your yard, but then again, it's just seeded and you might get a bunch of dandelions in your yard. So, did you think about that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't tell by the look on your yeah. face. So, when it turns like Thank all- you. White and everything like that. Those yeah. are the seeds. Yeah. yeah, they fly out and spread. So that's, wow, nope. that's how it happens. You learn stuff. Mm-hmm. Nature's uh, a miracle. Uh, let me go next to Cat talking about an anonymous note left. Do they work or not? Hi, Cat. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning to you guys. Hey, what's up, Cat? So when my daughter was little and still in one of those car seats that we were facing car seats, we were parked and had our car door open on the the side where people come in, like where they drive. So yeah. I got hit, right? So I got hit by a car. Okay. So I started to park on the other side of the street. And I got a note on my car telling me to stop parking on their side of the street. Well, so that's... we ignored <laughs> Okay, well, let me, hang on r- real quick. You live in uh, uh, just a regular... Like row homes. Row homes, Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah, street parking for everybody, right? Everybody, you you, you can't, you You can park park wherever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's not assigned parking. It's just, you know, even though this person thought that there was, apparently. Okay. And, Kat, Um, was it it worded uh, kind of tersely or was it pleasant? Stop parking on my side of the street. (laughs) Okay. So, I didn't listen because. I was trying to keep myself and my daughter safe, and I just didn't listen. So it had rained for, like, four or five days in a row. It was over springtime, and, like, the very – and so our lawn had grown kind of long. And the very first day that it stopped raining, we had had a note from the township telling us, you know, warning us that we need to cut our lawn, and I'm sure that it's the lady who I didn't listen to. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah. So they don't don't work. Anonymous notes don't work, but you can always – Call the township on a person afterwards. So okay. So so, it, but you were doing it for a reason. Maybe if you had a chance oh, yeah. to talk to the woman and say, "Listen, this is what happened, and this is why I'm part." But how, there. how do you respond to an anonymous letter yeah, that's left true. to you? There, there's, there's no there's no a way for interaction. Well, yeah. unless you just no, you I, just you know you 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 pepper the neighborhood with response notes. Yeah. Right. right. And I don't think that it would have made a difference anyway because it because it wasn't her parking spot. I mean, it's her side of the street. It's. I think it's that's the street. That's when you become the loudest, most obnoxious neighbor you can yeah. possibly <laughs> because at some point you're going to get the right person. How about you don't be a coward anymore, right? right yeah. And and instead yeah. of doing an anonymous note, you you go up and talk to the person, and then you find out. Hey, you know, I park on this side of the street because I was hit by a car. Okay, yeah. I was actually hit, struck by by a moving vehicle, and I'm a little bit like leery of of parking on that side of the street anymore. I know because the- I was the one driving the car that hit you. <laughs> I don't like you. Can't you see that? Uh, I want to find out what this is about. I got Mary on the line. I have to see why she called animal control. Hi, Mary. You're on the air. Good morning. What's up, bitches? Yo, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Um, My two neighbors behind me are grass holes because they have weeds and grass scoop high. And I had to call animal control because my yard's getting all tore up. In one week, nine raccoons and one skunk. Nine raccoons and one, one skunk, skunk have crawled out of your neighbor's yard. By the way, you're you're, you're nothing. A grass hole is somebody who meticulously takes care of their lawn right, right. all the time and is very yeah. anal about it. So these are these are just uh, people that are negligent in their yard. No, and no, and so I had it backwards. Sorry. 
Okay, no yeah, problem. It's okay. So, so these animals were coming in, so you called Animal Control, and did anything come of that? I called the Animal Control, and they just set another trap today, but one trap is not going to really do anything. Um, they have to get these people to cut their grass. And have, so they, have they talked to them? They've talked to them, but they still haven't cut it. And I think they just give them a fine of like a hundred dollars. Yeah, how how far can you go? And I'm sure it goes. I'm sure it's different from the, from within the city to out to the suburbs. I don't think high grass oh. is is a raccoon. Uh, is it? Thing. I always think that if it's like if it's like waist high and everything, I think at a certain point, word gets out in the feral community that yeah. there's a yeah. there's a party going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're all congregating. Okay. You can hear him partying all night too. listening to <laughs> Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Is that what Rick Yes. Yeah. Tied. Great tie. Yeah. I mean, but that's that sort of sucks, you know. Yeah. But there's yeah. honestly at a certain point we talked about this, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. You know, you know, if there's animals animals crawling out of her grass, this neighbor's grass, but the, the town isn't going to immediately seize upon it yeah. with all the crap that's being dealt with. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Dude, don't key anybody. I think and that's my, how this story got yeah. started. This guy is going. What do you know? What neighborhood this is in, Kathy? It Where? was in. Hold on, I will find out. For this you. guy doesn't like uh, the way <laughs> certain neighbors are keeping their lawn, and it's been more than one person. I think that he's done this. To oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, slash um, tires, keyed cars, left notes, all that stuff. And he calls. He, he identifies himself as a code enforcer. Correct. Yeah. 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 It's in West Hampton, New Jersey. It's in the Holly Hill section. What's okay. that like? What's that area like? I don't know. I don't know. Not the slightest idea. I'm, okay. I, I, know, I know we're moving on here, but I was just alerted to something yesterday. My mom was telling me about this. Uh, it was in the news. Said uh, I didn't see that that news because I was too busy paying attention to a three-year-old kid walking around uh, Fallcroft. So I missed this story that happened in Broomall that there was such a problem in this um, apartment community with uh, dog poop all over the place. Okay. That they, you guys didn't hear about this? No. All right. That they're going to DNA swab everybody's dog oh, in yeah. the. Uh, I didn't hear that story, but I uh-huh. have heard that being done yes. in the past few years. You had a story in San Francisco where they did that. And they, uh, so you have to offer up your dog, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so, so they were interviewing people in this uh, apartment complex. Yeah, so they DNA, DNA swipe your dog, and then, so when there's a pile left in the grass, they'll be able to f- identify whose dog poop that uh-huh. is. DNA and semen samples. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But so they were interviewing people in the apartment complex, and, you know, one guy is like, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. That's fine. Swipe my, swap my dog. I, I clean up after him or whatever. And then right. one guy's like, I don't care. I have a cat. And then some <laughs> dude was, like, super pissed off about it. It's like, oh. Well, that's the guy. That's, that's not- the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're actually not going to do it. This was just the process of elimination for uh-huh. someone to admit that they did I, it. I just have cats. I don't care about this. Yeah. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. No, you're you're right. That's the guy. Uh, this is, is the, guy the guy that when you walk by, you see the window shade separate just a little bit. Mm-hmm. There he is. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyhow, probably better ways to go about it. Then, but they're looking for this guy. They have a they have video surveillance of him walking over and just nonchalantly taking his key and just scratching just marks all over this person's car and slashing tires. Yeah. What a complete dick move! And yeah. it's not the best uh, video or, or best footage. But if you, it's like one of those. If you know, if you know the person, you're yeah. gonna recognize him in the right. video. Also, right. the handwriting, too. Yeah, yeah, possibly. And I right. hope you left a, a poop specimen, perhaps. <laughs> Thanks for the calls. We appreciate it. We got to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. I got some bizarre file stories I think that you are going to enjoy. Joe Matarese is going to be here this morning. We got some contests and giveaways. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to give you a heads up because next week we're going to start doing uh, President Steve's Coolest Teacher of the Year. And we do it for high school students. The reason we choose high schools is because the student body themselves, you know, they, they can vote on them. I, I'd love to do, you know, middle schools and and, uh, and grade schools, but not everybody's got a phone and texting in and all that stuff. So. It's also at that point, I think, as you're about to move off into life when you realize how important the teachers are to you. Good point. You know, and so it has a little more uh, gravitas. All right. So what we're doing this week in preparation for this next week is finding out which high schools should be in the pool of schools that we choose from. So we have a big hat or jar in this case uh, that has a bunch of uh, school names in them. We draw them randomly and then we have that school vote on their coolest teacher. So we want to find out what schools should go into the voting process. All right. So if you would like to nominate your school to be in the running for this, I know it's a little confusing. Just go to PrestonandSteve.com. You'll see the link there. Click on it. Enter the name of your school and the form and you're done. So it's for current high school students grades 9 to 12. So uh, do that. Awesome. Well, Marissa said uh, just after yesterday we were getting a nice, brisk response from people yep. who are getting it, knowing what to do. Yep. Uh, I had mentioned Schooled earlier, which is the sequel to the Goldbergs. Uh, and in that series, Preston, every character is based on a real teacher. Mm-hmm. And they often talk to the teachers themselves at the end of the show. So it's a good affirmation of uh, just how important these people are. Absolutely. And we want to celebrate that. By the way, we did uh, we filmed The Classroom uh, a few days ago, which is a show on Fox. Richard yes. Curtis is the host. Richard is the um, is a, a teacher at my son's high school, Souderton Area High School. And the studio audience was made up of Souderton High School students that day. And it's funny because, uh, I, you know, I don't know how I'm perceived at Souderton High School. My kids go to school. I'm there all the time. Right, right, right. See, are you just a dad? I'm just a dad. Or are you the celebrity? Well, well listen, yeah. dude, when we were, when we were, you're, we met those students and they were like big fans of the Preston and Steve show. I was like, freaking out. I've always wanted to meet you. If you, I'm like, well, I'm here all the time at the school. Come over and say hi. You know, I was yeah. really surprised. I think actually. it's because I said I was a fan of BTS. That, uh, maybe that yeah, was maybe it. Said, but no, but the, the truth of the matter was it was cool to see that. And then we saw the school bus on the way back <laughs> yeah. to the radio station. We were in an MMR uh, an MMR vehicle, and uh, all the kids were rolling down the windows and, and hanging out and, and yelling and stuff. So it was it was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. That's going to air, I think, on the 15th? Yes, next, next Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so we're going to talk about it in yep. the morning with uh, Mike and Alex, and then we'll be on at 6.30 that evening. Yeah, so see what happens. Yes. All right. It was fun. We need to do the Bizarre Five. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. All right, and it is brought to you this morning by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional information. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Like I said, take it right with Nick Friday, 6 to 8. Don't miss that. So, I love this story. A North Carolina woman has been arrested for allegedly trespassing at the CIA headquarters and asking to speak with Agent Penis. Agent Penis? <laughs> yes. J. 
Jennifer G. Hernandez, 58 years old, is accused of trying to sneak into the CIA headquarters in Virginia on four separate occasions last week alone. Uh, Hernandez was arrested following her final attempt to gain access to the facility on Friday. Is that the agent's code name? Might be. Codename Penis? An agent said that he spoke to Hernandez at the CIA's Visitor Control Center after she said she was there to pick up her North Carolina identification card. Hernandez then requested to speak to Agent Penis. Uh, the agent said, wouldn't it be great if a dude, if one of the guys there... Whipped out his dawn <laughs> yeah. and drew, drew a little eyes on it. Here he is. Yeah. yeah. What can I help you with, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, you can't talk to Agent Penis. He's in deep. Uh, the agent said that he reviewed records and realized Hernandez had several other uh, encounters with officials at CIA headquarters in the days prior. According to court documents, CIA police had unintentionally kept Hernandez's ID card. They really did have it. Uh, from when she came to the facility a day earlier. So she was legitimately trying to pick up her ID card. Was there any, any, did they finally figure out if there was somebody that she actually was looking for that existed or did no, Agent I, Penis? I, I think she's. Uh, well, there are two different Agent Penises. You have a Dick and then you also have a Rod as right, well. Yeah. Okay. Well, Pete, too. Don't forget about <laughs> oh. him. Uh, so officers returned Hernandez's ID card on Friday and asked her about she was planning to leave the CIA headquarters. Hernandez told them that she was taking a bus, so multiple officers <laughs> accompanied her to the nearby bus stop and waited. Sure, we'll help you. When the bus arrived, she allegedly said to the officers, do you really think I'm going to leave? And the officers warned her that she would be arrested if she didn't leave, but she allegedly refused to get on the bus. She was subsequently arrested uh, for remaining on an agency property after being ordered to leave. The day it, before her restless, and this goes on. Okay. She allegedly arrived at the CIA headquarters in an Uber. She told officers she needed to speak to her recruiter and that she knew to come to headquarters because, quote, phone was off. Phone was off. So suddenly she's Tonto. Yeah. Hernandez <laughs> phone off. was uh, cited for trespassing before she left on a public bus. Now, on May 1st, she had arrived at the facility in the backseat of a lift. And told officers via the video phone at the entrance that she was meeting with her recruiter. Uh, she was issued a written warning for trespassing once authorities realized she had no official business at the CIA. Uh, she had first come to the CIA headquarters for working in reverse order here. April 22nd on foot and explained to an officer that she had applied for a job at the CIA and a recruiter had told her to come to the facility directly. The officer told her she was trespassing and she left on foot. She was eventually charged with criminal trespassing and remains at La Alexandria City Jail. You know what, though? Maybe it'd be worthwhile to bring her into the CIA because she's a lunatic, but send her to some hotbed around the world. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. Let's send her. Her and Agent Penis. Agent Penis. To go together. <laughs> He's going to be your contact. Yeah. This is Vash. In Morocco. Yeah. <laughs> a Mongolian couple died from the bubonic plague because they ate raw marmot meat. Raw marmont meat? Yes. Yeah, sparking a quarantine that uh, trapped tourists for days. Or Marymount. I don't know how you want to pronounce I've it. I've never heard of this. Uh, the couple died May 1st in a remote area of the country, which borders China and Russia. What kind of animal is this? Uh, well, I know there's, in Colorado, they have yellow-bellied Marymounts. Uh, and seen what are before. they? They're kind of like groundhogs. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a, oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. Uh, Six-day quarantine of 118 people who had uh, come into contact with the couple included locals and a number of foreign tourists had been lifted as of Tuesday. But the couple had eaten the Marmont uh, raw meat and kidney, which is believed to be good for health in the area. I'm getting so hungry. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but uh, they got the bubonic plague instead of, uh, you know, the nutrients. Is that, that posted they want. on the menu? I don't know. Warning. Uh, so, bubonic plague can be transmitted via infected fleas and animals like prairie dogs, squirrels, and rabbits. Of course, that's why you don't eat your marmont raw. Um, while modern antibiotics can now treat the disease and prevent its spread, infections to humans do still occur in parts of the western United States as well as in Africa and Asia. That's honestly why I cook my bats. You should. Yeah. Uh, you like medium rare, I like them right? crispy, yeah. A doorbell camera captured the moment a snake attacked a man in a video that will make your skin crawl. This is chilling. Have you guys seen the footage? No. Yeah. Uh, Jarrell Haywood was visiting Rodney Copeland's home on Sunday in Oklahoma when the attack occurred. The snake was wrapped around a porch light, so it was up high. Yeah. And as he opens the screen door, the snake just pops into the corner of the camera and bites into Haywood's head before retreating. Uh, Haywood's first thought, he said... I got bit by a snake. <laughs> Didn't know what kind it was. Have to get to the hospital. That's what he thought first. He thinks that way to himself. Uh, Copeland said that he watched in horror as his friend stumbled through the door, shouting as he clutched his face. Copeland and his wife brought Haywood to the hospital where he was treated immediately. The snake was non-venomous. Uh, he's okay. This uh, is The new ring doorbells come with cobras. The yeah. snake yeah. was not as lucky. Uh, Copeland's wife started screaming along with Haywood. And poor their, guy. Their cries attack, attracted the neighbor who brought over a hammer. Uh, he knocked the snake off the light. Snake and then, bite. Give me my hammer. And then he pummeled it to death. Jesus. Uh, and Copeland said that it was the first time that he found a snake in his home. He imagines the five-foot-five-incher was taking refuge from recent heavy rains. I hopes to keep away any potential lurkers by spraying the yard with sulfuric acid. He said, I, I hear they don't like that. So a snake that's going to bite you, like the way this thing bites you, do we assume there's a venom component to it? Would, would a non-venomous snake sure. bite, this, bite this way? Yeah, they, yeah I think they, they said it was non-venomous. Yeah, it's non-venomous. Okay. Yeah, but they just... Out it's of just de- a doorbell snake. Just out of defense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they they can strike at you like a you know a garter snake or okay. something like that might yeah. bite at you. It's not going to kill you, but I, it's its defense. I found a snake in my basement the other day. Oh, did it? Uh, like a garden snake inside? Because yeah. we have a door that goes right out to the outside. Yeah, and it, the poor guy just couldn't make it across the carpet. Yeah, very nice burger carpet. I'm surprised the cats didn't get it. Oh, maybe the cats did. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I pity any small creature that gets into the house. You You've entered the wrong house. You ever see what a boa bite can do to somebody? No. Because, you know, a boa will kill their prey by constricting, obviously, hence the name. But uh, their their teeth are curled underneath, so they, they grasp oh, them, wow. yeah. and people keep them as pets every now and then. Yeah. So occasionally they'll bite, and they're non-venomous, but they cause so much damage because of the way that their teeth are formed. They dig into the skin and and hold the prey. Also, the, the issue is a lot of times they, the, the, various, uh, the bacteria that it will be on their teeth. Yep, it can be, uh, can make you very sick, yes. All right, and uh, that's it. That's all I got time for. That is your bizarre file for now. We got a movie screening of John Wick Chapter 3. Uh, this is on Tuesday, and it will be at the UA King of Prussia at 7.30, and to be there by 7. I hear one Mr. Steve Morrison might be. Oh, I'm going to be there. In attendance. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's take three call- callers at 215-263-WMMR. The movie opens nationwide on Friday, May 17th, but we will get you in the theater to see our advanced screening of that. So call right now. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Our buddy Joe Matarese is going to be in because he's going to be at uh, Punchline uh, tonight, Friday, and Saturday. So we'll spend some time with him in a little bit. And don't forget, trip to Hollywood for the premiere of the new Godzilla movie. We're giving that away tomorrow, but you need today's letter at the end of the show. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now. Road. 
music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, so uh, Chuck D'Amico, our assistant program director, just popped his head in here during while you were doing the traffic. He said that... Uh, uh, something, sure enough, with our delay, the delay or dump button, as we call it, um, is uh, apparently it was activating on itself. And, and mm. Chuck said the lights were lighting up because he has one the, in an office. He has control of it if he needs it. And uh, he said it was lighting up. So what happens is the signal that goes from here gets compressed and 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 it then it. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain. And then the signal goes out to you to re- be received in your car radio or whatever receiver you're using. Um, if you need to dump out, what it does is it cuts off that compressed part and goes directly to live and usually unperceptive to your ears. It will slow the signal down just a little bit to recompress. And the only time you could really hear it is when there's music playing because you'll hear the tone change as the music slows down. So it hit by itself. I can guess why that happened. Why? Bill was hitting the the button so hard during the figging conversation <laughs> that it only now caught up. <laughs> what the hell is this conversation? Figging? I was okay with docking. We didn't even hear. the hot Carl. He didn't say anything about it yesterday, yeah. so I guess he missed the figging segment. So whatever. <laughs> Thank God he did. Hey, today is Billy Joel's seventieth birthday. That's uh, that's a big deal in anybody's life, but, but especially for a guy who has you know. Uh, been a big part of a whole lot of people's lives with as much uh, popular music as he has written and performed over the years. It's you know, it's a big deal. The topic, you know, we, I know we talked about this earlier. Right here, this song, I stop. Oh, do you? This is the song. This is actually one of the first Billy Joel songs I heard. And I, I remember thinking, how do you play the piano that fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you see him do yeah, it, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, Two hands yeah. and really, 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 really fast. It's both of his index fingers on that particular part. But um, it, it when we were talking about his birthday earlier, Casey was playing scenes from an Italian restaurant. And that's a, how long is that song? Six minutes plus, probably? Yeah, Something probably like around there. Let me, I can find out. It's a, it's a longer tune, and it made me think of... Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, so it made me think of those pieces of music that... Sometimes because of their length, they don't get played. They haven't over the years gotten played that often. And when you would hear them on the radio, it'd be like, oh, dude, they're playing. They're playing it. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, Hurry or you, up. Or you even call your friend. Dude, yeah. turn it on. Yes. Yes. They're playing it right now. And then shut up. And then shut up. <laughs> and I, I have a number of those songs in my life. And then uh, we can talk about that here. Of course, you can call in 215-263-WMMR. But one of the tops on my list... This is one of those. I would always, if I was on my way wherever it was, I would either stop or I would take a longer route and just drive and continue and listen to right. it. Right. No matter what I was doing. Uh, but one that, that always was that way when it would come on the radio for me growing up was uh, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Oh, yeah. From Crosby, Stills, Nash. And yeah. because that's an eight-minute long song or something like that, and it was just... So anthemic and so sing-along that I would take extra time no matter where I was, what I was doing. I'm like, oh, my God, they're playing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm. Sh- it still happens. I know even though it's it wasn't as when songs like this were in their heyday, it, you know, you would have to wait to hear it. Yep. Now everything's sort of on demand. But even still... So many people, like when we talk about the high school students who listen to listen to MMR yep. and and love to hear like the the double shots and all that stuff. There's still something about that communal feeling of hearing it 
with other people, you but, know? But are the days of uh, calling your friend and going, dude, put her on WMMR? Yeah, yeah. Are those those yeah, are kind of over, aren't they? I think they? so. Unless yeah. it's a, uh, a figging conversation. Yeah. Right. Yes. I still don't know what it is. Somebody's got to yeah. fill me in. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I still, but n- now it's different because now I'll take video of me singing it and okay. then send it to that person. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Or yeah. if, even if I hear it, like if I'm in a store or something, yeah. you... Just like yes. you're trying to say. And you have yeah. no idea how many videos I have singing that song. That's great. <laughs> uh, this song in particular was part of my, my buddy Kevin Costello, who you've met uh, at uh, Clearwater a couple of different times. This was on a mixtape, so there was a summer where I listened to this song basically every single day. Mm. But the song that I would drive around to, and it was new to me, and my senior year of high school Hotel California. Really? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then it, when I was uh, entering my freshman year of college, I, I bought The Eagles Greatest Hits Volume 2 because it wasn't on Volume 1. And I bought it Volume 2. And my roommate that year ended up ruining the song for me because he listened to it, that and Runaway Train by Soul Asylum every single day. <laughs> I, I always, to me, it always has to be, I think, a longer song. It mm-hmm. has to be, and, and songs with changes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sweet Judy like Blue Sweet Judy Blue got sections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, and that's... Uh, that's always cool to me. Yeah, Hotel yeah. California is six and a half minutes long. And by the way, the, like uh, it used to be the norm on radio. You, you know, it was. That's why they make such a big thing about um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in yeah. the movie about the the length of the song. It was just not a common thing to have a song oh, yeah. that long yeah. played on regular airplane. Yeah, One, if you're going to have a hit, you uh, yeah. you got to make it fit. So you got to cut it down to three oh five. That's Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of and that's uh, what song was that? Mm. The Entertainer. Yeah, The Entertainer. Um, one of the songs that, that was first to branch out like that was uh, Hey Jude. Yeah. Uh, from the Beatles. That was over seven minutes long and, and completely unheard of in the 1960s. And that can be one, too. All right, I'm going to take a ride. I'm going to listen wow. to this whole song. You know what I mean? I didn't realize it was seven minutes long. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely got some meat to it. Uh, the last four songs on Abbey Road with Golden Slummers in there. I mean, that's that's stop and listen. You're gonna you want to hear the whole thing out. If you don't, it feels incomplete. Uh, but like a special moment on the radio was American Pie by Don McLean. Like there for, you go. That's that's a story that's being told. My yep. dad introduced me to radio friendly. I know short version that was like. Uh, okay. The three the three stations that I listened to growing up were uh, WMMR, uh, WYSP, and WMGK, and and those three stations, including this one, would compete one, with one another. If, if I was with my family, if I was with my friends, it didn't matter. It was a special moment. Yeah. My younger years, obviously, it was spent listening to popular music, uh, a lot of like '50s stuff. And then when I got into high school was when I was uh, sort of introduced to what we now know as classic rock. And uh, and so that's why, you know, it, it was all new to yeah, me. Yeah, you were hearing it, it for the first it, time. It was, I was yeah. hearing it for the first time. I had a great guy. He was my uh, he was the uh, manager at the pool that I worked at. And he would quiz me on, you know, all right, who is this? What's the name of this song? And so I really got it. My my brother introduced me to a lot of He was stuff. like your Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> he was kind of like Classic that. rock. Um, I'm still like a piker compared to all of you guys. But there was another song, a long song, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. That was another oh, one. That- all of those. Anthemic. Of yeah. Yeah, when this, you, you heard that opening guitar riff. Oh, like, okay, yeah. this is what I'm doing for the next eight and a half minutes of my <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And take a detour, whatever it may be. And uh... <laughs> So Jim Steinman, right? Isn't that the guy's name? Yeah. Who wrote all these things. And uh, I remember they, there were some people who were pretty dismissive of this stuff. And I always thought, what what's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's fun, rock, endemic. It spoke to, listen, it spoke oh, to me. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and I got to say, you guys were the ones who told me it was within the last two years that the Phil Rizzuto call at the end He's of the song. Sex. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just a, just a baseball game. I no. had no idea. <laughs> no, that's him trying yep. to get to the bases. He's rounding sex. He's pulling out his penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and uh, right before he slides into home, she says, "Stop, stop right, right there." And she denies him. Yeah. And then he swears he would love her for the rest of his life. And guess what? He got some that He's night. He's putting on a condom. And he hated it right after right after he finished his business. He uh-huh. knew. The regret. Yeah. yeah. And I'm praying for the end of time. Uh-huh. It's what happens after you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting, you're getting yeah. very medical I'm being now. Very yeah, yeah, you're using all the graphic Anytime that terminology. I'm, yeah. If it's somebody I really didn't want to be with, I regret it right after that moment. Don't ever let a boy... Yeah. But I <laughs> hey, going back to uh, American Bi real quick. Did you guys know that um, some of it was written on Temple's campus? Really? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody texted that. that in, and uh, yeah, he started. Don McLean started writing it in uh, in upstate New York in Saratoga Springs, and then finished the song right here in Philadelphia, PA. And to piggyback off of that, a story. How did I not know this? Yesterday we were talking about comfortably numb. Yep, another six minute song was written at the Spectrum. Here in Philadelphia, Get the F out. Yeah, no. Nick, or he up. was inspired to write it. Yeah, Nick, pull up the uh, Wikipedia on that one. Comfortably because... numb was written at the Spectrum. Yes, yes. I was reading it at the press, and you introduced me to a site uh, years ago called SongFacts.com, and yeah. uh, I was reading the story about comfortably numb. People haven't interpreted it a lot in different ways over the years, but the way that um, he wrote it had nothing to do with self pleasure or heroin. It had to do with um, an illness. He was actually sick. And a doctor came in and gave him some shot, and it made him feel all wonky and stuff. And it's basically about that. I thought the whole, uh, you know, just a little pinprick will have me back you on your feet again. Yeah. I thought it was, it was shooting him up with heroin to, to fix him up. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I, I heard it, always heard it in a different way because yeah. uh, I cause I, I always carry the imagery of the movie. Yeah. You know, when he's sick in bed. Yeah. 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 And uh, as a kid. Uh, but I had no idea. How about that? Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> All right, Steve, I'm going to plug in my phone because I don't think we have this in the system. And Do you know? Somebody had texted this in. Yes. Wait. Oh, uh, no, it's not supposed to be playing yet. Sergeant oh, Pepper. Son of a bitch. Is about the Riddle Ale House. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, and, and that's gone, by the way. It's, it's not gone. around anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a shame. All right, somebody had texted in with this one. When this would come on the radio... Uh, crank it up, Casey. This was this was an event. Oh, oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. already playing. So it's going to take it a moment uh, to get going. But this this song is eleven minutes long, and this is timely with the new movie coming up. And this is a this is a masterpiece in my. It's actually two songs, but you uh, can't play one without playing the other. And it, no, exactly. And that's a whole other conversation, too. which pisses me off when yeah. they only play part of it. I know, and, and especially on CDs. CDs when the tr- messed it up. Sh- knock it off. I know. Cut it out. <laughs> Uh, but this is um, Love Lies, B- Funeral for a Friend, which is this part of it, yeah. into Love Lies Bleeding from uh, Elton John. And when this would come on the air, number one, I would turn my radio up as loud as it could possibly go. Preston, I would lay down and I would put the full speakers yeah. on each side of my head pointed at me on on our... Uh, <laughs> because and it's of, a wonder why... Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Right. Turn this part up right now in your car. It sounds huge when you got it cranked up. And it keeps getting better. Yeah. Do you know this song at all, Case? No. Wow. <laughs> you never Scott, heard this? My favorite part in it. Yeah. 
Preston, I would stare at that album cover that's up on the uh, screen here of him walking onto yeah. the Olive Road to the yeah. mural. Do you want me to get to the... Let I'll, all 11 minutes play. Uh, let's just... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just listen to it. No, I'll move it to where it really gets going. Hang on. Yeah, this part. This is where the... Uh, this when is the where, guitar's uh, kicking. Love Lies Bleeding yeah. starts kicking in, but it's... Case, you would love it. I know the type of music you like. Yeah, you. I'm surprised I don't know this. This is Elton John's rock. Yep. This was the first record I got. Was it really? Yeah, when, 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 they got my, when, when I got my first stereo. This and Aretha, no, no, this and Roberta Flack for some reason. Roberta Flack? My parents didn't exactly know what to get me. <laughs> Turn up, this is the hook oh, right here, so. And then, then we'll move on to something else. So that was, that was one of those songs that was an absolute radio event when it would come on. Um, and there's a bunch of them, man. Uh, like, uh. There's some yes songs like round, or, or not roundabout, but uh, all good people. When that one, ah, uh, yes, yeah, yes, would, yes, 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 yes. I would, I would stop what I was doing, and for like you said, Casey. All right, next eight minutes, I'm in. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna hang here for a while, and uh, and it was always cool to have well, that happen. I've I've seen up, all good there you go. Turn their heads each day so satisfied. I'm on my everybody. I hate to be the old guy in the room, but do we have any of these anymore? Or are these because all of these endemic songs like this tend to be classic? Yeah, you know, we do. We just you just don't listen to them. Like uh, the, there are new popular songs from younger bands that um, they don't get radio play because they're six seven minutes long, but right. they're on the albums. People just don't listen to entire albums. All right, anymore. so so there is a couple of songs that I think are sort of long and multi. Um, uh, Passion Pit. Uh, the Killers, yeah. Um, do they have long ones? They well, do. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that there. I know that there are long songs. Like you know, I mean, Rush twenty one twelve. Yeah. It's a, it's twenty minutes long. But they don't. They never played that on the radio. What so about you would listen a... to that at home? No, that's true. But I'm saying when it would come on, you're like, okay, this. I wasn't. I didn't pull up my phone. I didn't intend to play this. This just came into my life right it's now. It's a gift, and I am going to listen to this from beginning to end. That hippie on the radio is playing it. <laughs> There's a great song called uh, "Kings and Queens" by Thirty Seconds to Mars, and it got mild radio play, but it's it's too long, you know. And and people, but it's it's within the last ten years, and uh, it's a great song, but it just didn't that. didn't stick around for very long. All yeah. right, here's another one that uh, my best friend Ben and I, it was our tune. We just, we jammed out to it no matter what. And Steve, you're going to love this. One bourbon, one scotch, and one <laughs> beer. <laughs> Steve hates George Thorogood, but that was, that was a tune. And it was a long one, and it was a story, and it was fun, and, yeah. and we would always... Make sure that we stopped what we were doing and rocked out to it, Marissa. I thought there'd be more U two songs on the li- on this list, but I realized they're all like under five minutes. They just feel long. Well, well, no. If you, uh, bad, bad, oh, okay. The live version. bad, bad. The live version. I'll stop what I'm doing. Yeah, to that, to that that has to be listened to. And then that's a case too where I think the bad, the, the bad, the live version 
exceeds the yep. the original recording. Agreed. So mine from life is uh, from the Dazing and Few soundtrack, and it's Hurricane by Bob Dylan. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. And no cor- no chorus. No chorus, and and it actually doesn't really exist anywhere on the internet. Yeah. Except a very few videos. So when it does come on, I still to this day will stop whatever I'm doing and sing along. Yeah. Why is that? Does Dylan just control the rights to it, and, and the music company takes it down if it ever gets posted? Yeah. Is that how it works, Jack? I think he's very protective of that song in particular. Like he hasn't played it in concert in twenty some years. Um, um, so I think it's just like the you know the story behind that song. All right, Chuck, you uh, popped in here. You got something to say? Yeah, a couple of things. One, a song that comes to mind immediately is um, "Blinded by the Light." Yeah, love yeah. it. The yeah. the the man, um, man, for man, man for man. Yeah, the Bill Cosby version. But I also speaking of uh, of hearing, <laughs> yeah, speaking of hearing the whole thing, um, I have an update on our technical issue. Okay, oh. uh, I hate to derail you a little bit here, but uh, we are currently completely out of delay. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so you guys, you, guys you, are, say anything? you guys are going live. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anything that happens is going to air. Just okay. To let, just to let you so know. So I guess we're not taking any phone calls then. Well, you can, you know, just. No, hope, no, if you wouldn't have said anything, nobody would have been the wiser. <laughs> we really yeah, can't. Um, but here's what happened. They were demolishing Bill's old office on the third floor. Oh. Bill used to have access to the delay. The wires were live, and every time they cut a wire, it would dump out the, on, on the show. Is that what's so happening? There were a couple of dumps on the on the song, uh, on the Aerosmith song, okay. and there have been a couple during the segment. But I think we're fine now. Okay. <laughs> well, we're not fine now. We can't take know. calls if you know. And it's not because people look to sabotage. Oh, me. I trust your listeners. Yes, of course you do. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck, for so, ruining all the phone we're, calls. We're, we're doing go it to. live. Mm-hmm. All right, we're doing. You know, it it's live. a song that I love, Preston. That is a long song. That um, it's an older one. I'm your captain. Oh yeah, Grand You're Funk right. or Grand Funk. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one, and that would be worth waiting uh, and listening to. Another one is John Cougar Mellencamp's um, "I Need a Lover." I Need a Lover. That's crazy. a long one. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would absolutely. You know. Just you got to hear the whole thing. Stop whatever I'm going to do. The whole effing thing. <laughs> uh, so did you say I'm your captain? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure because we, we do have that in our system. Okay. And I yeah. was like, all right, what yeah. song is that? Do you know it? Keep listening. Yeah, That's I know it. Tune. Uh, so I'll mention some of these that are on our phone lines because we're not going to go on our phone calls. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Hocus Pocus by Focus. Yeah. But this song has so many... It's got sections. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely we got, like sections. It's got different sections to it, movements, if you will. Which of your songs have sections? Uh, somebody's saying, uh, Peter Frampton, do you feel like we do? Uh, wow, that one I listened to on repeat. I had uh, eaten mushrooms in college, and I sat in a chair for like five hours straight, and I listened to that song over and over and over again. This is a great song, Steve. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, so, Peter Frampton, do you feel like you do? Yeah, that's definitely a journey that you're taking, as uh, Pierre has said, to use one of his words. What's this? this is Focus, Focus. From Focus, man. Uh, then you have, uh, somebody says, Inagata De Vida. Inagata De Vida. That's like 22 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. that's... 22, that's, really? That's yeah. Too much. Too much. So, they were just... Iron Butterfly was just in, um, like, the Reading area. My buddy owns a restaurant out there. They were playing the restaurant? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I don't know whoever the lead singer guy is or whatever, but he was sat there on... Ladies and gentlemen, at table 11, I am Butterfly. (laughs) But I have video of him doing Inagata DeVita on the piano. Really? Yes. Just him, just sitting there inside this restaurant. Did anyone ask him to do that? Yeah. (laughs) 
Hey, we're uh, trying to eat over here, buddy. So is uh, Boston's foreplay a long time in that category for you guys? Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's definitely got some length to it. A lot of people are texting in uh, "Jungle Land" by Bruce. That's uh, I believe oh, yeah. nine minutes and thirty three seconds long. Is it that long? At yeah. that last 30, part, yeah. oh, well, well, the way the, the way that we reference it, it's nine minutes and thirty three seconds. Yeah. Long. Oh, there you go. Ah, I get it. But at the end, oh, yeah. with the reverb and all that stuff when he's going on. So <laughs> you ever see the documentary on this uh, on this record where because. Yeah. The tracks were all laid down, but Bruce really was the conductor in the orchestra, and he he let Clarence play and jam, but Bruce inserted it into the, into the song the way that you hear it, and it's genius. Yeah. Uh, people are texting in, Freebird, that's definitely one, if if you're in the right mood. The Allman Brothers have a couple. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. More than a couple. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> In Harlem late last night. That we don't like the Rangers. <laughs> Magic rat drove his slick machine. Um, you know, actually. I like this period of Bruce before he became a Nebraska yeah. farmer. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of texts that are coming in of, of, you know, kind of deep cuts that weren't really um, radio airplay. Although somebody's saying, you know, like Stranglehold from uh, Ted Nugent. Uh, Stairway to Heaven is a bit of a, a commitment as well. Yeah, you know, I, I, Stairway to Heaven is immediate tune out for me. I, really? I just, it's just been beaten to death. So, and the second that I hear it, I'm gone. I used to love it. Oh, you know what? Another one, Layla. Oh yeah, yeah that's one. Yes. So when you get to the the piano break, mm-hmm. you got to get to that. Yep. Uh, yeah, all That's the way through. That's got sections, too. It's got really sections. Hit. We like sections. <laughs> Guys, sorry I was late for work, uh, yeah. but Layla came on the radio. Yeah, and yeah. I Wait, had back... to see it all the way through to the very end. Uh. Back to Stairway to Heaven for a second. I remember thinking, like, what is the big deal? Why does everybody always go crazy over it? And then when it would come on the radio, I'm like, I need to listen to this to see, like, what the big deal is. And then I ended up getting into it okay. and would listen to it every time it played. Oh, there was a time when I loved it, and I just I, I kind of outgrew it after a while. But then I remember not uh, a couple of years ago. I'm like, I, it came on. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll spend some time with it. It really is a great song. Do you know what happened though, Preston? And you'll remember this about so throughout the years as a you know rock radio listener, when they would do like the songs of summer, the top 500 countdown. Wait around to see what's going to be number one. I don't need to. It's going to be Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, there were three that yeah. would always be where I grew up. It was either Stairway to Heaven, Free Bird, or Layla. That's and it. Those were the three, yeah, yeah. and you knew it was going to be one of them. Uh, but, but Stairway to Heaven is not even, in my humble opinion, it's not the best Led Zeppelin song. No, it's not my favorite Led Zeppelin yeah. song. No. By the way, I've gotten into No Quarter quite a bit uh, over the last couple of years because I, I, that song was never on my radar whatsoever and now i'm like wow how did this one escape me for so long no quarter no quarter by led zeppelin i'm gonna sound like an idiot because i don't know that song just from the title alone so. yeah I'll, I'll um see if i can find it it's like you. thank you next by your Grande. <laughs> oh. no it's really 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 <laughs> moody um but by the way do you guys do you have an idea uh, in our uh, library here. What song? it's library? <laughs> library. What song is the longest song that we have in our? The longest song we have would that be? Uh, well, besides Alice's Restaurant. Alice's Restaurant is actually like six, seventh well, place. You well, got it here in front of me. And yeah, I yeah, yeah, at yeah, it, yeah. Is so. it Supper's Ready? That's second. That's place. number two. The Supper's Ready is one of my favorite long songs. I'm a big fan of Genesis. Is Pierre, it a Pink Floyd song? Pierre would know. Yeah, it is a Pink Floyd mm-hmm. song. All right. Is it Animals? No. Is it? 
It's uh, animals. I don't see marmots. No, because no. dogs is in there, but that's not number one. Dogs is like like eleventh place. Is it uh, Shih Tzu's? Shine on your crazy diamond. It is not. Shine on you is thirteen twenty seven. Oh, pigs. I'll give you a hint, Nick. Say it, say that again. The title. Shine on your crazy diamond. Shine on your crazy diamond. Yeah. What? 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 Part two. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Repeating? 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 Right back at me? Right, right back, back at me? me? <laughs> What's going on? I'm not What's getting it. On? You're not getting it? No. Oh. 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 <laughs> Is anybody else getting it? Echo. Marissa's got Echo's it. Echo's got it. <laughs> God, I'm so thick sometimes. <laughs> Oh. What is it in front of me? Echoes. Echoes. Oh, we were we were repeating. It was an echo. I, my my my, uh, my little Twitter thing on my phone kept uh, going. You uh, got distracted by Twitter. <laughs> I got distracted by Twitter. Gotcha. Somebody brought up the loadout, Jackson Brown. I understand. Uh, there you go, Steve. Yes, that absolutely. I right? clearly remember one time having to be somewhere. It was important, and that came on. Now the lights. But the stage is all empty. Let the roadies take the stage. I love that song, and that would that would change my course of whatever I was doing. We got Richard Pryor on the video. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, so, Preston, this is no quarter right here. Okay. This is no quarter. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's about him standing in front of a vending machine. <laughs> Anybody have a quarter? No, no quarter. Does anybody have a quarter? No quarter. <laughs> I want to get a Zagna. Back then, they only yeah, cost a quarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the um, hall of the Marmont. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Conveyor uh, of Ebola virus. Uh, let's see here. Uh, some Twitter posts uh, coming in include, like Casey had said, Hotel California. Uh, November Rain is getting a lot of mention. You know what? I was uh, never a massive fan of that song. Yeah. Uh, at that point, I appreciate the song. At that point, I had started to uh, really not like Axl Rose. Oh, no. See, I was, uh, yeah. that was like right in my, in your, in my I, wheelhouse. I appreciate, you know, that whole deal. But it was like, to me, it seemed very pompous. Uh, here's a long one. And uh, I, you guys, believe it or not, I was listening to this song yesterday because I have it in my collection. It's uh, Rapper's Delight from the Sugar Hill Gang. Really? I love that song. And it's a long one, too. It's probably the first rap song I yeah. ever heard. And it would come on where I, where I learned it was at the skating rink. You guys know me; I was a total yeah, roller, roller skater. And I was like, "There's this song where the people are talking in it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sing." Can you recite the lyrics? Uh, I said, "Hip hop, hip it, hit it, hip hip, hip hop, and you don't stop. A rocket do the bang bang boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie dee <laughs> And now I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello. Uh, to the black, to the white, the red and the brown, the purple and yellow. Yes, I'm Caucasian, very. <laughs> and I don't have the delivery, but oh yeah, here we go. Now, I only remember uh, Wonder Mike's section because there were like three different guys, I think. That, oh, were there? That rap. Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm a rapping to the beat. Seeing me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. And it's actually, <laughs> what is the song they sample? Because that was sampling. Good times. Good times, bip, yeah. Bip, bip, good times. Every time you meet a pavement. 
Oh, wrong song. There's a... The purple and yellow, but first I got a bang-bang to hit it to the hook say up, jump the boogie. I got I to gotta relearn this, most definitely. So. Uh, rap has definitely evolved over the years. There is a, a comedian, I don't know who it is, but he talks about how rap used to be compared to what it was. He's like, you know... Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I went down to the hat store and bought myself a hat. I think it, <laughs> that might have been uh, Donald Glover. Is it Donald yeah, Glover? Yeah, okay. It's a l- little that. bit little different now. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're right. I bought myself a hat. <laughs> I and, mean, and like, that's the way it was. Even the Beastie Boys, like yeah. the, one of their lyrics is like, it's like Fred Flintstone driving around with both feet. It's like... <laughs> That, how how is that? That's I not know. edgy. Whatever. I'll stir fry you in my <laughs> wok. <laughs> I'm pulling it right now because I learned the words of that song from the Wedding Singer soundtrack. Okay. Yeah, the old lady. Oh, it was, it was, the yeah. first verse and yeah. then passes it on. That was a good seg- uh, section of that movie. That was in sections. <laughs> Eric up here has uh, Jesus of Suburbia, Green Day. A lot of people are texting in yes. that. It's and, a good song. And uh, Casey, pull up the length on that. It's uh, and the girth. Nine minutes <laughs> and the girth. Uh, Cap, what were you going to say? No, I never mind. <laughs> okay. No, you should say it. No, no, we, we're talking about not having a delay. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> write it down. Spell it or write it down or something <laughs> like no, that? No, here. I'll, I'll paraphrase. So she, It's just a side note. My friend texted me and said, Ew, I cannot listen to Stairway to Heaven ever since I had to go to the prom with a family friend who was basically like a cousin to me, and he got a little you-know-what when they were dancing. No way. Oh, he got a boner. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Look, he's got a boner. <laughs> he's got a boner. All right, here's another one, uh, which they're... Look, he's got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite drops. It's a good that one. needs to be at the ready. Hit it again. Oh, why one more time. Turn out. Got a boner. Oh. <laughs> Look, he's got a boner. <laughs> uh, I, there was a time when I would hear... Um, Sticks come sail away. Ah, uh, yes, that was another one that was a bit of a journey too, because it it had sections. Uh, well, journey, uh, journey. Let me see. Well, what yeah. would be the most end? I mean, there, obviously, there's so many. No, this journey, is a great song. Journey from Journey would be. Uh, don't stop. No, 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 no. Love and touch and squeeze him. Oh yeah. No, no, no. A very hey yeah. Jew ask at the end with the refrain over and over. But yeah, this was. <laughs> you don't like it? No, I just... <laughs> I love it, actually. More, more, please. I can't... I Birds in the sea. words. <laughs> I want to be free. Dennis DeYoung. He had a very high-pitched voice. Um, and like. then when it started... Listen, this was pop rock, but it was still... You know, I was a fan of... Uh, of Absolutely. Uh, See, like... Fish has, and I hate to always bring it because I know you guys don't give a crap, but they, <laughs> at least on one, every album, has one song that is like a um, song. It is like a song. <laughs> no, no. Normal it's, structure. It, no, it's, it's you know, songs in sections. Uh, oh, it, okay. Yeah. Like a big, like a big, long. See, a lot of times this sort of music would end up on, I'm, Preston, you and I are fans of theme albums. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times, concept yeah, albums, yeah, concept yeah. albums that would have... I was try- It was well, explaining that to my son what a concept album was, right? And uh, because I had li- I had played for him Dark Side, I played for him The Wall, yeah. And I was so impressed with him because he goes, "Hey, is that like that Beatles one?" And he had basically named Golden Slumbers. I go, "Well, that's not a concept album, but those songs together kind of is is yeah. is what that you the know second what- side the yeah. genius of that whole 
uh, that whole selection is though those those are all incomplete songs that they married together into what is a great song now. It was it, the George Martin yeah. genius. Yeah. yeah, isn't that kind of what Sweet Judy Blue Eyes was? Wasn't that yes. like? Four different songs, three, three or four, different songs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they decided to, you know what? These can somehow or another jigsaw puzzle together and, and make it a one great song. Two great tastes that taste great together. Exactly. Uh, so, like, uh, you know, Rush, and, and this is getting aside a little bit from when a song would come on the radio and it would uh, it would detour you from whatever you were currently doing because you wanted to spend time with that. But if any, I, I mean, Rush is a, you know, yeah. you had Rush, you had Yes, you had. Uh, you had uh, uh, Genesis, uh, Pink Floyd. These were the bands that did those big, long-form, awesome songs. And there's plenty of them out there because Hemisphere's side one is from Rush is incredible. Uh, but it's a it's a big list. It would never get played. You on would the radio. you would feel incomplete if you didn't hear as to was Nick was saying if you didn't hear the whole thing. Yeah. And it could be a five or six minute song, but there's a part of this song that if I don't hear it. Uh, I'm going to feel like I missed something, even uh, though I've heard it 500 times. Here's one for you, Steve. Uh, texts are coming in. Uh, Nights in White Satin. Nights in White... Well, that's, again, one of yeah. the great concept albums of all time is Days of Future Past. Yeah. It's got the poetry. It's got the recorded... Uh, that weird recording method that they used. Yeah. Yep. In fact, when you started playing that Elton John song, that's what I thought it was, Press. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um... This is a party song, Nick, for your next frat party. <laughs> But you know what? As, as a teenager driving in my car, yeah. this is where I first heard it. I totally enjoyed that. And when it goes yeah. into the, the, the trippy poetry, yes. I, if you don't hear the trippy poem, you haven't heard the whole thing. Uh, Steve, okay, another one. And this did rarely get played on the radio, but uh, Fool's Overture from Super Tramp. So, Super Tramp, wow. I know you're a huge fan, as am I. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I, this is, I listen to them all the time, still do. Me too. F- Fool's Overture and the live version from the Paris concert. Yep. That is phenomenal. That band gets overlooked. Yes. I mean, they were they were phenomenal. And, Crime uh, of the century. Crisis, what crisis? And, and Fool's Overture is a... That's a big piece. Even in the quietest moments. Yeah. Uh, Marissa has brought in a list of a bunch of other ones that will, whatever you're doing, you will will stop and listen. Uh, Purple Rain. That's a big lesson as well. Um, Riders on the Storm. That's another one. Yes. So whenever you're in the right mood. Right, because it used to be the standard thing. Did you ever? You wouldn't have done it when you were Kenny Knight because it wouldn't have been the kind of music you'd play, right? But, But on basic rock stations, on a rainy day, mm-hmm. right? We could play Riders of the Storm. You would absolutely. This one goes out to Jim Morrison. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we lost you <laughs> many years ago. Yeah, that old, the old the old FM style. Yep. In fact, was... when we play earlier clips of F of of of, of MMR. Oh yeah, you yeah. can hear that. Yeah. Just well, take I think even on Pierre was... wings. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I think even Pierre the Nighthawk was kind of like that. Yeah. Too. Uh, You're listening to WMMR. Tonight we pay tribute to the late great Jim Morrison, who often whipped his dong out of the stage <laughs> and showed it to all who would view it. His statement. Oh, you're yeah, yeah, yeah uh, no, no, I'm waiting. Uh, I, I didn't want to ruin. Um, you pressed do- your lips in a manner as <laughs> if to suggest words were going to come forth. Well, I was going to ask you if you guys prefer this song over or over the end. You know, which is also like the sort of uh, the end is another. The end is I find this easier to listen to, but yeah. but I, I associate the sequence that uses this in Apocalypse Now uh, is oh, yeah. so effing amazing. They're yeah. napalming the the uh, the the, uh, the forest. Yeah. A few people have texted in one that I like. I, I want to know if you guys do as well. Uh, Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. 
Yeah, I'd mentioned that earlier. Oh, did you? But you were probably going through the text. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Here's another one, too. It's called Stranglehold. <laughs> How about this, Steve? Somebody had uh, texted in from Alice Alan Parsons' project, iRobot. Uh, yes! Wow, yeah. that's a great song. And that album cover I loved. Yeah. It had a very sci-fi look to it. What's, that, what's the joke in uh, Austin Powers with the Alan Parsons' project? <laughs> Alan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so this is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, by uh, scientist Parsons, and or and it was the Allen team who right. joined up, or something like that, yeah. for the Allen Parsons project. <laughs> and says, you don't get it, do you? Mm. And Alan Parsons was, I think he was the uh, producer for Dark Side of the Moon. Really? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he had that connection. Mm-hmm. So he had some trippy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, here are a few more that Blame are Blame it on the rain? No, that's not <laughs> on here. Dude, I love that song, man. Uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah. Yes. It's a long stone song, but you can't deny that rhythm. It's so good. It's just uh it it you Thank just, you. It makes you feel good. I like um I feel bad for the devil. <laughs> you can't always get what you want. Uh it's a long yeah. stone song. And then um oh, It's just Piscataway? No, not not give me shelter. <laughs> it's just Piscataway. It's just Piscataway. It's in uh, New Jersey. <laughs> Or no, it's in New York. Uh, this is a tribute to the great state of New Jersey <laughs> and one town in particular, Piscataway. <laughs> is Piscataway in New Jersey? Uh, yes, it is. Marissa? I have two, but I can't think of the second one, so I need help. It's Life's Been Good by Joe Walsh. Yeah. 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 And then what's you could have said you could think of the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all the frazzled. The was irrelevant to us as listeners. You were dealing with the personal struggle we need not have been brought into. What's the other one about becoming a rock star? Uh, um, by the Stones? No. Oh, oh Nickelback, shiny, yeah. No. The photograph by Nickelback. <laughs> no, rock star by Nickelback. No, oh, it's that driving it? me crazy. It's like uh, I'm a shining star and it's a whole progression about a guy like... Superstar? Oh, no, 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 no. No, that shooting star. Oh, shooting superstar. That's a bad company. That one. It's it's a ballad. It's a story. Yes. But uh, Johnny was a schoolboy and when he learned his first Beatles <laughs> song yep. and so on and so forth. You know what this song reminds me of? Bizarrely... Adventures in babysitting. Oh, really? Because yeah. when they're just they're they're in the city and they're about to leave, I think, or, or they get into the city and it's the deep, dark, scary city. Oh, yeah. They yeah, start yeah. playing this. Oh, yeah. I take it back. Shooting stars only four minutes. You know, it's, yeah, a, it's not listen, a big anthemic, but it's a story that yeah. that you love. There's you know? so many songs so, that weren't played on the re- Joe Jackson had. There's a whole album, Blaze of Glory, that if you the original album was recorded straight through with no no breaks in any of the songs. Uh, that's the one that has um, uh, nineteen forever. In a blaze of glory. That's a, yeah, not that. Not the oh, not uh, Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. Right. Young Guns too. I know how much you love that. Oh my when, god! When they, I turn hate into, that song. when they turn into cowboys. Cowboys. Can't you hear me knocking? Was the one that I was trying to think of the Stone song. Uh, listen to this. Listen to this. Oh, this is Funeral for a Friend. We yeah. do. We do have it. Uh, nothing else matters. From Metallica is another one people are mentioning. Muse, Knights of Sedan, Sedonia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good song. Band on the Run. Definitely from uh, Paul McCartney. What about um, from what else from Paul McCartney? I uh, from I the mean, solo stuff. Venus and Mars, the Christmas song. I hate that song. I do too. I love Paul McCartney, and I hate that song. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That's another conversation. I love this. I love this band, but I hate this song. That's what? A whole what do you think is the worst Beatles song? 
I know it's a whole other conversation, oh, and I want to start it right you know, now. Prob- <laughs> probably one of one of George's trippy Indian songs because I just don't get into that particular sound. Uh, so. It's another one of the Indian songs. <laughs> it's another the racist George song from the Indians. <laughs> you know, that's, that's when he presented it to John. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll really listen to this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it has a lot of bing bang bing bing bing. Yeah, Paul, what do you think about it? It's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> Uh, can't get enough of the sitar. Uh, he said, wryly, knowing that he could get enough of it. <laughs> and was, in fact, sick of it. Seen him do it. I'm just trying to get more songs on the record. You want to say anything, Ringo? No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote a song about an octopus. Boing, boing, boing. There's somebody, somebody in that recording booth had to go. Jesus Christ. Bloop, bloop, bloop. All right. Anyhow, uh, we got started on this conversation because one Mr. Billy Joel celebrates his 70th birthday today. And uh, we had played a little bit of um, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. That is one of those songs. You know what else? Another one of his uh, is Captain Jack. Yes, Captain Jack yes. will get you high tonight. Long sec. Long, <laughs> long song. Really cool. Very awesome story that ties into WMMR around yeah. that and getting his career. I mean, listen, Billy probably would have been a star no matter what, but uh, MMR certainly gave him a leg up with uh, releasing that live version that he recorded here at the studios. And because they had recorded his original album at the wrong speed, and it tanked. Everybody bought it, and it was like, Captain Jack, we'll get you out of here. <laughs> and and it, and he was about to give up. He had, he had left. He was going to quit the music business. He had recorded this. MMR started playing it, and it became a huge hit, and it reinvigorated the interest in Billy Joel. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a great I'm having song. a brain fart, but what is it? They say that these are not the best. Of time. What's the title of that? But they're the only times I've ever known. I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's one bourbon. No. <laughs> what is it, Nick? You know. You have I, to know, right? I can't think of other songs while another song is playing. So I, all I can hear right now is Captain Jack. Are not the best of times, but is it a Billy Joel song? Yes, yes. yes! I don't know. Not uh, here's a tweet. I like why you're thinking about that. It says you guys are such dicks. <laughs> the segment is so good, I don't want to get out of my truck until you're finished. Just like yeah, the songs we were talking like, about. It's exactly what we attempted to do. All Summer right. Highland Falls. Yes, that's it. That's a beautiful Falls. song. You know, yeah. you know the song, don't you? No. Does anybody know the song? I do. Yes. You know the song. I like the Down Easter uh, or Alexa. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. I, I just use my Alexa. I'm sailing. <laughs> I can't. I just use my Alexa. Right. It told me what time it was and the temperature outside. <laughs> And sometimes some it trivia. turns out the light outside my garage, my Alexa. <laughs> All right. I don't use my Google Home much. No. <laughs> Uh, we should take a break, uh, and we're going to do that very thing, but thank you for your uh, contributions via text, because that's all we're taking today, gang. They uh, cut the wires on our dump button. Yeah, we'll <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a moment. Our friend Joe Matarese, who's going to be at uh, Punchline tonight, will be in here. And speaking of Punchline, we have a new uh, Preston and Steve Daily Rush video, which is sponsored by our friends at Punchline Philly Comedy Club. Uh, the latest one is called Walking Deadton Abbey. Uh, they're making a Walking Dead movie and Downton Abbey movie, and they should just combine them. Rick James is going to star in it, apparently. It's amazing. Watch the video now at PrestonandSteve.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
We had a uh, fun discussion in the last segment, which means that we can get serious for a second here. Um, this was, you know, Nick, yesterday you had you told me the news about uh, Dave Montgomery of the um, the Phil's passing away. Cancer, five-year battle. I think he was 72 years old. Um, and uh, we had John Clark in here from NBC10, and he was echoing what you were saying, Nick, about um, his reputation as being a really personable guy, even though he was a you know one of the higher ups as far as you can get in Philadelphia sports goes, and remained uh, just to be a regular guy and and a and a, and a, a fan of the fans right. because he came up came up as such. But I didn't really grasp the gravity of his passing until I saw. Uh, two clips that were on the news this morning of two people we know pretty well, Larry Boa and Mickey Morandini. And, oh, my God, yeah. it's so hard to, to listen to and watch. I'm going to play it here in a moment. Yeah, I so mean, tearjerker alert for you. Ed, Ed yeah. Snyder was a uh, an icon in this town. And the way that he shaped the franchise coming to Philadelphia and getting the Spectrum built and then the Wells Fargo Center built uh, it cannot be replaced. But Ed was not known as the warmest, kindest individual on the planet. And, and his impact will be lasting for sure. Dave Montgomery is will be remembered as a kind, decent person who remembered everybody's name. And when you see tributes and hear tributes like the one you're about to play, Preston, you realize the impact that he had on so many people's lives was nothing but positives. And that's yeah. that's an encouraging thing. So this is at a press conference. This is uh, Larry Boa uh, who's talking about him. He's the best human being I've ever been around. Ever. <laughs> he was like a father to me. We're losing a lot of Philly family every year, and this one hurts really, really bad. Um, this man, uh, I don't know, words can't express what he meant to the organization, what he meant to me. Uh, he knew everybody's first and last name. If you were a, a vendor selling popcorn or beer, if you were a clubhouse guy doing the wash, if you were a ticket holder, they treated you like you were the king. Nobody nobody had to feel bad around day. He made you feel like the greatest person in the world. Oh my goodness. Just, that that's impact. Oh. That's that's an impact on someone. Yeah. Uh and then uh Mickey Morandini. Same same, same way. Here we go. The sad, sad day. Um I love that man so much. Um it was truly amazing how many people's lives he touched. And, you know, I'd, I'd be with him, and he stopped the security guard. And, and I know they touched on it, but he'd know that the security guard's wife and children. And then the front office guy would come, and he'd ask how the wife, and he knew their children. And, and then a custodian, and he knew the wife, and he knew the children. I mean, it was amazing. It was utterly amazing. I... I meet someone, and 20 minutes later, I'm like, I forgot their name already. And after I retired um, and spent some time away from the Phillies, Dave's the reason I came back, because um, I knew what kind of organization he ran and the relationships I had in this organization, and Dave's the biggest part of it. Oh, man, and that's why he came back, specifically because yeah. you had asked him to. Oh, my God. Wow. But like you said, that's... I mean, that made me feel horrible about myself. I mean, no. like, you know, I no, yeah. I mean, in, in a good way, in, yeah. a, in, a, in a tribute to somebody who's really gone above and beyond and treated people with dignity and respect and when they didn't necessarily have to. 
and uh, it's uh, it's a testament to uh, how special that is. You know, yeah, yeah, very very touching and very heartfelt to see yeah. these guys. Oh man, you just don't say that. So moved. You don't say stuff like Larry Boa said. Just about any. He said he's the best person I knew. Yes, yeah, like yeah. a father to me. And yeah. he's met us. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And then okay. press. Listen, you know. I think you and your wife Rachel and your <laughs> your, your sons Peter and Corey and your yeah. daughter Karen, uh, you know they they love you because of yeah. the the man you are. They do. If I, you are in fact a man, yeah. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's how uh, the, nick, the yeah. nickname thing is always a quick out. Hey, buddy. Uh, yep. Hey, pal of mine. Uh, but that is, uh, you couldn't have put it better, Steve. That's real impact right there. That's that's somebody who's uh, that's somebody who lived a full life and, and made good use of it. So, Do we know, uh, so fans, uh, you know, has, has there been any direction as far as making donations to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of charity or something or, you know, or any. Well, they're on the road, so I bet there'll be a nice tribute when, when the Phils get back to town. They're in Kansas City this right. weekend. And so uh, I would imagine, Steve, that they'll make have a nice long tribute to them. Uh, for whenever their next home game is, and um, and then hopefully set up like some kind of David um, Montgomery uh, cancer fund or, or scholarship or something along those lines. By That'd the be way, great. a couple people texting in saying that uh, that Larry's old, older than Dave was, and yet he said he was like a father to me. Oh wow! wow. Sometimes people, it, it, despite their age, if they're in a, a a position that's higher than yours, that's more senior than yours, can feel sure. kind of paternal. You know. Well, I've always like for me. Yeah. Pancake's been like an ant <laughs> to me. I think pancake is very much like an ant to me. Yeah. It's very feminine. But yeah, you, you never had. The yeah. the, I had ants, a but great ant. not like yeah, that. not like not that. Not like a guy. <laughs> no, ant, no ant. No man was a guy who wore baseball hats. All Auntie the time. pancake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thus another yeah. name is born. Hey, you have to be careful when you say that because people think you're militantly against pancake. Anti. Yeah. Auntie. Auntie pancake. The Phillies organization, it, it is, it's very interesting. I have a friend who, um, he was working there um, as a, like a second job. He ended up working in concessions. And, and his real job, you know, he was a, like an accountant, a, a controller or whatever. And so but he just sold food out of his desk. Well, he, he wanted to make extra money. Like he had, he had a family and I've got some hot dogs in here. So hear, hear me out there. Okay. So right. there he is as a second job, just you know, grabbing extra money, and he's and he's you know doing the day to day operations, and he's noticing how how perhaps things could run smoother. Yeah. Right. So he ends up going to like a, a superior, and and he's like, hey, you know, I noticed this, and you know, uh, and just had a kind of like a list of these things, and the superior's like. Who the hell is this guy, and why are his ideas so great? Like, and so instead of just dismissing the guy who's selling hot dogs, right, yeah. they actually sat and listened to him. They're like, "Nah, your efforts are, are being wasted." You know, slinging hot dogs here, and so we ended up getting a job with, in the with front unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very cool. Yeah, a lot of times people are very overly covetous of their positions but, and don't don't realize when you know you want you want you want those good ideas being heard. Yep, wouldn't that be great if like Tim Graham was selling? <laughs> Uh, you know, hot dogs out of his desk <laughs> down the hall in our sales department. <laughs> yeah. Who wants scooter pies? That's the lower drawer. Yeah. Hey, we got pulled pork today. Yeah. Ooh. He opens up the drawer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, just steaming. A whole just, just, I think we got an idea here. <laughs> Why not? This is the beginning of something. Oh, smart. Oh. I wear concessions. Well, oh. technically, I'm a uh, sales rep. Mostly, I have yeah, a desk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's full of food. Right. Oh man! I just bared the wires on my lamp, and I heat up my drawers with it. <laughs> Full board. 
That's why it's always don't, steaming. Yeah, don't yeah. touch the desk. It's hot. <laughs> What's that sizzling sound? Oh, it's the pulled pork in my drawer. Oh, it's your hand yeah. on my drawer. Uh, uh, wow. Okay. Well, I don't know where to go now. <laughs> well, it was, very, it was very touching. It, it was, was very touching. I, I At first, I didn't even recognize Larry because I came in in the middle of the clip, and he was so... Uh, you know, his face was, he was kind of, you know, looking down and covering up a little bit because I guess he was a little, you know, ashamed by breaking down that much, but, uh, or maybe he wasn't, I don't know, but it was, you, uh, it was really, really touching. It, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it almost makes you want to, like, fake your death so you can hear what people say about you. Oh, or or actually go through with it. Yeah. And then uh, your ghost. No, you know what? I was wondering, though, it, to that point, like, when you see somebody you don't ever see cry or don't expect to cry, it's it's a, oh. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a wild thing, you know? Uh, I agreed. I, like my my dad didn't cry much, but I remember when I saw him cry, it was it's like oh, oh yeah, oh, when wow. I, I only saw my dad cry yeah. one time, and it it uh, affected me deeply. It was at his father's funeral, and, yeah, and it was it was hard to see that when my mom passed. You know, I remember yeah. clearly, and you know, I was like wow. Yeah, my dad has become a different person over the years. Uh, when mm-hmm. I was in a teenager in early twenties, he was often angry and uh, driven by that. And now uh, he's in the Blue Man Group. <laughs> <laughs> well, he retired, and he needed something to fill the time, Steve. And he was a fan. <laughs> no, but you no, see, no, no, no. Life, so, life, will, life will change you, obviously. So what I was going to say was yeah. that uh, when he and I repaired our relationship, um, and then he had four grandsons, He's turned into this old softy, and so he he is a person who one of his goals in life is to laugh every day and to cry every day. It's wow! Fu- it's funny you say that because Nick, because growing up, my dad referred to our cat. We had a couple cats, but one cat. His 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 loving names were the scumbag. <laughs> uh, you know, he just and, and now he is the yeah. you know, with the, the cats and, and turning on the faucet, and he goes, "Oh, I'm 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 petty." He's become that softy. You yeah, know? I I hope that I you know. <sighs> Hang on to sensitivity and and uh, and and compassion and things like that. Now it can go the other way. Some, it can. Some people turn cranky, bitter, and and bitter when they get yeah. older. Hitler started in the Blue Man Group, <laughs> and then Das Blue Man Group, Das Blue Man Group, and he switched the other way. Yeah, oh, I'm tired God. of the blue paint. <laughs> I wonder how my kids are going to push my buttons as they go. Or I, I got into an argument with my son yesterday, and he was laughing at me. I was like, dude. And then so, like, I ended up chilling out about it because he was totally pushing my buttons. But the bottom line was I was picking my nose, and he was calling me out on it. He's like, dude, you're always picking your nose. And I was like. Oh, my God. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, you eat your boogers. He goes, you're arguing with me? Are you arguing? I was like, No. You have created. That's got to go. You've created many you, (laughs) and so you're. It's being visited back on you. Yep. You're picking your nuts while you're sitting here. Yeah, talking. Yeah, I am not picking, picking my nuts. nuts. Yes, you what, were. what I am doing? Do you ever pressing? use your nuts it's to pick your nuts? Time. Go ahead. <laughs> I am just creating a fabric barricade in between my thighs. Yeah, okay. that's yeah, where yeah. he rubs his boogers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I roll those and flick them on a press. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> That Seamus called you out on picking your nose. And then he was laughing at me, and I was like, oh, ho, ho. Who's, who's your little, who's your always uh, got your back? Who Who Casey. is Casey, oh, right? Yeah. No, my Reggie, my dog. Oh, <laughs> dog. Jesus. Yeah. No. Oh, I, yeah. I'm the odd man out in that household. What? Right. Oh, my God, that's funny, but I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Me and Reggie are just going to sit over here then by ourselves. We don't need yeah. you. Don't look at me. We don't need yeah. anybody over here. And then somebody's like, oh, really? Ding dong. And then Reggie's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> takes off. They go ring the doorbell. Yeah, yeah you see. 
<laughs> oh, you're cuddling with your dogs, really? Ding dong. Oh, my God. That's too much. All right. Anyhow, I thought the, and Steve did as well, that, that that audio was worth playing. I know it's very, very sad and very hard to hear, but that's the impact that this gentleman had on, and as they've been saying, not only these two guys, but a lot of reporters and so on, uh, uh, thousands of people, because he was that pleasant to uh, regular visitors of the ballpark. I would imagine that they might, uh, would consider a, 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 at least a way for the, the public en masse to... A public, uh, yeah, uh, view, not necessarily uh, viewing, viewing, but, but, a, but a, a celebration memorial, of life. yeah, something at the, the ballpark, lines. yeah. All right, we should take a break, but let's do something that might make mom cry uh, because she will be so happy that you got this for her. Stop uh, picking your nose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I have a table for mom and up to seven guests for a special Mother's Day brunch with Godshall's Turkey Bacon hosted by Casey Boy and Jackie Bam Bam. And not only that, it will be this Sunday at the Mummers Museum uh, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. This is going to be so. Godshall's always brings in gourmet level food yeah. when they bring in the stuff, and people are just freak out at how good it is. You're going to get that treatment for this. All right, so we'll take caller twenty seven at two one five two six three WMMR, and there's a tour of the museum, crafts for the kids, flowers for mom, uh, and all the brunch favorites: waffles, pancakes, eggs, fruit, biscuits, and turkey bacon, uh, plus something special from Godshall's own chef Samantha Curriton. Uh, and uh, a performance from the Woodland String Band, too. Whoa! Yeah, which is pretty awesome. cool. All right. <clears throat> so call her 27-215-263-WMMR. Your Mother's Day celebration will be taken care of. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Matt Reese here yet? Yeah, buddy! All right. Joe's popping in because he's got a gig coming up at uh, Punchline uh, tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, and we'll get to the details on those when we return. Stay put. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Now, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Playing a punchline uh, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, is our next guest in our studio back in town once again. And uh, part of the Mental Health Comedy Tour. We'll find out more about that. Joe Matarese! Hey, Hey, guys. How are you? Good Good morning. Nice to see you, sir. Good to see you guys. Welcome back. <laughs> Everything okay over there? You're, you guys you're got, rewiring the system. It's like cool. Oh yeah, I'm looking at you going. Well, it's not. Re- it's not visual. Why are you going to talk about what they're wearing? That wouldn't make sense on radio. <laughs> it's okay. But you guys got cool shirts on. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Do you know? Does, you know what this is right? Does everybody at home know that you guys got cool shirts? <laughs> yes, we actually start every morning by going over our wardrobe. Yeah. No, <laughs> no one knows what we're wearing. But I've got I the Sean Connery shirt. original James Sean Bond. Sean Connery and James Bond. And what does Preston have on his shirt, Joe? He's got a U two. Yeah. Is that? Let me see. What album that is let's see if i can think is that a couple of summers ago so i went to that, that you know what? you're also oh, rocking a little bit of the, the you got a little bit of the salt and pepper thing going on you look very very sort of regal and uh, and uh, dashing i would say you'd be the sort of hip lit teacher at a prof- at a uh, college <laughs> i think you know? preston and i have the same look yeah you got the sort it's it's i think it, it suits you very nicely like i i love that you're talking to me like i strategically did it yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it is. Well, you know, I'm like trying to grow the gray in just right. You, know? yeah, you could die it. Trying to do it. You could die it out. You, you could die the, it. Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine just strategically dying every other hair white. They you have. You haven't they, seen our midday guy, have you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How they weird those, would you be? They, they have those dying kits that are called just a little bit of gray. Yes, they yeah. do. And if you want to leave. Makes you would, a I'm, star in the bedroom and the boardroom, right, Preston? That's right. Well, no. let, let's start with a bad joke that I actually said on stage once. And right. I was like, oh, I should never have 
of something. All right. But I did try to do that just for men shampoo dye thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I tried yeah. it once. <laughs> no, well, I can't say I tried it once because it's like a slow thing. Yeah. And you can decide if you want to stop using it, if you want to let yourself get a little gray again. Yeah. Then you start. It doesn't like make it black in one wash. Okay. Right. 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 It's, it's gradual. Just a little bit. Gradual. Just a little bit. Yeah. So uh, what happens is, is, this is the bad joke, it's like your fingernails start to turn like gray and black, <laughs> the bottom of your tubs turn in black, and the yeah. stuff's called Just for Men, right? And I said, this is so bad. I'm gonna bomb. I love starting with this. Honesty, beautiful. The, this is a bad punchline. I said, uh, that stuff should be called Just for Men Who Don't Mind Black Fingernails in a Gray Tub. <laughs> It's so bad. Just for me. Uh, 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 that, uh, that is John, that is right. That is a, that is not a good joke. <laughs> oh, right Ed, in the old dumpster. Nice try, Ed. <laughs> it would work on like late night television yes. in the seventies. Uh, Gray tub, sir. <laughs> Just give it a bass sound. Boom. <laughs> Home. Right. Do you remember who would fill in when Doc Simonson uh, was out? Who was the band leader who would fill in? Do you remember this? Going back to the Carson years. Oh my God. Uh, Tommy, Freddie Tommy Newsom, Tommy Newsom, and Freddie yep. DeCordova. And Freddie DeCordova was the producer. Yeah, yes. there we go. A bunch the of drummer is Ed Shaw. Uh, tonight we have a uh, Tommy Newsom. Yeah, behind, behind the uh, behind the music over there. Joining us will be Joe Manarese with a whole bunch of uh, bad uh, tub jokes. <laughs> uh, we do impressions of people from 1971. <laughs> right. <laughs> Coming uh, up is George Goble. <laughs> God Almighty, George Goble. Jesus Christ, oh, that's going who back. Else? Who else? Uh, uh, Charlie Callis will be joining Charlie us. Callis of course, is... the Lander sisters, Audrey, uh, Audrey and Judy. Bert Convy. Uh, Bert Convy. And of, yes. Uh, he straightened And Stan Can, the. Uh, remember that guy, Stan Can, who would come out with all inventions that never worked? Who, 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 was, the pu- who was the puppeteer? The, there were many puppeteers. Uh, Fred, uh, something and Flowers. A oh, Whale and Madam and Flowers. Whale and Madam and Flowers are yeah. here. Peaches and Herb are going to be coming out in a couple of minutes. Playing a brand new song. <laughs> who, was the, who was the guy that had Lester? The uh, Lester and Willie. Lester, Lester, Lester and Willie. Yeah, right, Willie. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the other the ventriloquism team. It was terrible. Yes. Who was the guy who had the uh, the 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 puppet, the emu puppet? You remember that one? No. Yeah, he had like a bird puppet that okay. was. Uh, oh yeah. You remember? This bunch of cr- How did those show those those acts made it on? Dude, was dude. arguably the most you know the most watched late night show of all time. This this is what I like about coming on President Steve. <laughs> Like, I like that there's no, like, plan. It's just like, let's yeah. just talk about what, because what you're saying to me, this is going to sound like I planned it, but I just saw the Cher show on Broadway. What did you I, think? I, I just saw Cher on Broadway. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Sonny Bono's looking good. Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, <laughs> Joe Mallory's. <laughs> How was it? I just it? realized that was your Cher impression. <laughs> yeah. Do you believe in Mallory's after all? I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I expected it to be bad because yeah. I went on one of those like. Do you ever just buy like, like a dare last minute ticket to like a like a show like yeah. on Broadway or here at a big Philly? You're like theater. nine bucks. Normally they're like five hundred. Yeah. You get like last minute. They yeah. didn't want to fill up the theater. You got some app that's like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah I got a ticket for you. That's what <laughs> the, it's the app talks like got Joe a ticket Pitchy. for you. Dot com. <laughs> so seventy five bucks. I'm like, I'm off. My wife's off. I'm like. Let yeah. me let me Google this. I look and there's like this girl who's doing having her Broadway debut. She's only nineteen. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a cool story. It's this girl out of high school is getting to be on Broadway. 
and she's playing young Cher. And uh, I, dude, I'm, I think it might be the best Broadway show really? I've ever seen. Like, I can't oh, it's in her life. life. Is it, so it's her life. It's, it's like it's like the the Carol uh, King. Yes, but what's really cool about it is there's three actresses playing Cher, but they're not playing them at like stages so you don't see young share and then the middle-aged share then old share really? it's actually all three of them are on stage together a lot and mentoring each other from different perspectives because like old share is talking to young share and it tells her her life story and uh, geez it's, it was an unbe- unbelievable the the actresses playing share like this young share is phenomenal. Like, no phenomenal. Kidding. It's going to win a Tony. I'm telling you, it's the best. Okay. Pl- pl- and who's playing uh, older shares? Is it Bradley Whitford? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Stu Nahum. Uh, tonight, uh, you might recognize this guy from some scenes in Rocky. Uh, so, Stu Nahum is here. So listen, <laughs> Joe. Joe, we're watching video clips of, the, of yeah. the stage show, and you forget what a badass body she oh had back in the day because these women playing her Oh, they're are, ripped. Are, they're are ripped. I'm not going to lie. If outrageous I was, outfits. I'm not going to lie. It's a, For guys, it's a show you can <clears throat> see and watch really hot girls and not be yelled at by your now, wife. You'll be surprised at how many boners you pop. Yes. <laughs> um, it's got a high boner quota. <laughs> so uh, who's playing Sonny? This guy who who was in the uh, that show Beautiful, the Carol King, he's playing uh, Sonny. And they were just on Fallon. They had a whole night on on The Tonight Show where it was just sh- a share show night. And uh, this, I was, I've been torturing my wife. When I, are you, do you guys do this? When I see a movie or I see something that I really like, that's why these bands make these documentaries now. Because when you see one of these rock and roll docs, you just want to listen to their music for yep. like two straight months. So, Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Yeah. I got I downloaded that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Like as I'm leaving the theater, I'm like on my app. Yeah. But like the share, I'm just uh, everywhere I go, I'm just like, you know, what you were Do just you doing. believe? Yeah. What's the other one? What's the other big hit? Well, there were a lot of there's them. There's the Believe and then there's oh, the other uh, one. If I if could, could turn back time. If I could turn back time. Pretty interesting that uh, Sonny Bono actually wrote those hit songs. Like, you don't think about it. Sonny Bono wrote And the Beat Goes On, which is, like, such a great song. If you want to see a great rock doc, you want to see the Wrecking Crew about the musicians that work with Sonny and Cher. Uh Like that, you know, that that beat, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I love that. That's created by these musicians. I've been torturing my wife (laughs) every morning. As soon as she, like, opens her eyes, I go, and the beat goes on. (laughs) That's a great song. I thought The the Whispers was the same song. Totally different. I didn't realize until I saw that. Broadway play that you can just have the same exact title as another song and have it be a different song and no one cares. Like you can't do that with comedy, really. Like, oh, the I same got, joke. Yeah, I got this. No, like that's just my the, bathtub the same joke. Bathtub, <laughs> but it's like change a couple of things, right? <laughs> so we wanted to ask about this, uh, the tour and okay. the whole idea behind the uh, the the mental health thing, and and uh, so. Give us an idea of what uh, what the show is, and well, it's pretty interesting because this is the first leg of the tour so right here. It's, it's in Philly, beginning st- right now, starting to- tonight. Wow, at Punchline. Um, well, if if it, it, it's got a sad thing behind it, I like to put the sad. But on But it's the a good radio. thing. We think it's a very cool thing. Yeah, be 
you know, there's a, a lot of uh, performers struggle with mental illness, and I, I'm always been a fan in my career of like taking negatives and making positives. Yeah, because there is a lot. There is like there's a lot of funny. Yes, in the, in the sad. It's like when you go to funerals. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird, but when you see a good eulogy, it's usually got some hilarious stuff. Actually, in it. Cher yeah. delivered one of the best oh. and funniest on, eulogies on Sonny, on Sonny Bono. That's true. And she was talking about all the all the bizarre stuff that he did. Yeah. and it, it was the, funny. Yeah, the ex wives club was yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, there can be really light moments yeah. in those eulogies. Yeah, yeah. So it's like <laughs> similar with this mental health comedy tour, but the Philly one's different because it's uh, I don't have the other guys from the tour on this one this right. one this one none of the ticket price is going to the foundation but all the things being given away and sold and uh raising money after the show a hundred percent of that is going all the merch to, to the nonprofit. okay yes excellent and, and um and the nonprofit is is uh t do you have this on the one yeah sheet? to write love on, on her, her there arms. it is t their acronym is t w l o h a and it's classic because I have attention deficit disorder as yeah. one of my mental illnesses, and it's so hard for me <laughs> yeah. to re- remember an acronym. That's not really an acronym. It's that's not. Just a, that's a bunch of letters. Yeah. T W L O H A. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. Yeah. No, that's just just say all the words. To but write love on her arms. You which, have the same thing I have, which is uh, you, it's it's the it, 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 you make no sense. It's called dumb. <laughs> it's called dumb. <laughs> it's called dumb. <laughs> well, you, got, you got what I got. Dumb. So, so well, Joe, let's get dumb Italian guys saying that to you. <laughs> hey, you know what? You got what I got, and I I had this happen. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get whacked for this joke yeah. on your radio show. All right. You know the guy who played uh, big. Big Pussy, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can say Big Pussy. Yeah. What's his name? Pistori. Pistori. Yeah, we yeah. had him on the show. Yeah, he lives in New Rochelle. where I. He's from New Rochelle, where I live. And I did his radio show once. It was called, like, A Bunch of Dumb Idiot Guidos or something. Yeah. That's what it was called. It was just like, hey, we got Joe Matarese. And, like, no research. They're like, hey, what do you do? You know, they don't even know what you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm a comedian. Oh, oh, oh you come on. You know, you don't seem funny. Those guys always say that. You don't seem funny. I'm like, well... Thanks a lot. You're really uh, you're making me feel hilarious right now. And I go, hey, you know, you. I think you got ADD. I said that to him. I go because yeah. I can tell. I can tell because I got it. I can tell by the way you're interviewing me. You got like an attention deficit disorder. He goes, yeah, I heard it. I heard that. I got that. What is it? What is it called? He like was such an idiot. I never even heard of it. He's, He's that like, dumb. What's ADD? What is it? What does it stand? What is, is that? that like when you get with another guy? Yeah, <laughs> I got ad. What is that? I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" So uh, I bet you it sound it sounds like it was a great interview. Yeah, was, <laughs> if somebody could look that one up, that's go- that. I would love to find the stuff that I did that went horrifically wrong and make a montage. <laughs> that, I, I did the Apollo once. Yeah, just got booed off That's stage. Tough. I don't know where that video, where these videos go. They never. I cursed on purpose because I didn't want it to air. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So the Showtime ah. at the Apollo? No, it wasn't Showtime at the okay. Apollo. They used to book. If you remember, there was Showtime at the Apollo, and then they would cut it together. Yeah. So the second thirty minutes of the hour was just like acts going on at the Apollo. So right. they would have you do comedy at the Apollo. You weren't on the amateur night. Right. That's how bad it was. They booed. You know the paid comedian. Yeah, that crowd is notoriously though yeah. uh, tough. Oh yeah, I mean that's why they actually have the big hook that they bring out on oh, stage. Yeah. Well, they didn't have that when I did. It. All right, well, it just went horrifically bad, and I just started cursing because I didn't want it to air. Like, did you start with the bathtub joke? I went off on. I, did, I was never. 
funnier. Like, I have some moments in my career that I'm just like, oh, my, I'm being so mean that it's so <clears throat> funny to me when I watch it back because I used to have <laughs> such a bad anger problem. But now you're good. Yeah. And, and, and like speaking to the mental health thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I through many, <laughs> many hours of therapy and much medication, which I tried to lower recently. <laughs> what are you taking, if I may mis- ask? I On take- your own? Yes. No, I asked the doctor. I said, you know, I'm having trouble creatively because this is what I can't get pregnant. I can't get pregnant. (laughs) And uh, I think, you know, on top of that ad thing I got, (laughs) I think I got this anger thing. No, I I actually um, was having life. I felt like I was too, like, as I guess anyone who's on an antidepressant knows, it's like your anxiety, your anger goes away, but you're just. It creates Not, other issues. There's no sadness. Some at funerals giggling. Hey, hey <laughs> my best friend. Too soon. You know, too soon. At the wake. Yeah. At the wake, I'm looking forward to the after party. You guys going? We're all going. You know. Wow, so, Joe's really callous about this. Yeah, so I decided to lower it from 20 to 10. And this is when I realized I needed to raise it back up again. I had an I had an outburst at my son's little league game. Okay, oh. yeah, that sounds normal though. Yeah. <laughs> and so, how bad did it get? I think uh, Casey will relate to this because you have you have do you have a son playing baseball? I got a son playing baseball, oh, daughter playing know. softball. I get it. So, what did the umpire t- do? T- tell me how you would handle this. It wasn't okay. even the umpire. All right. And this is what's the greatest thing about when you do radio and 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 other sort of social media or yeah. podcasting. You get these fans that are like, "You were right." Like, they don't care that, like, I got to go there, though. Like, I'm I'm not never going back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't yell at everybody and just walk back next game going, hey, how you guys been? What's happening? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. I called you guys all uh, total jerk-offs a couple days ago, but I was just on the wrong meds. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, but I'll forget how my home's a little late. What set you off? So I lowered the meds. Uh, You guys can relate to this. My son's on third base, and there's two outs. Kid pitching stinks. It's a kid lobbing it, right? Just lobbing it. Right. And we got a decent hitter up. And my co- His coach likes to call these straight steals. Yeah. Not even pass ball. In Little League, they're going to throw a pass ball. Steal if they throw it past the catcher, right? Yeah. Throws it right to the catcher. And my co- son's coach likes to do this. Think He thinks he knows when the pitcher and the catcher aren't paying attention. When the you know when the catcher yeah, throws so it back, so he does this thing where the delayed steal when the the, the catcher yeah. throws it back to the pitcher, and he'll just go go, <gasps> right. So my son goes, he gets tug out at home plate. Now I can't even sit by the parents anymore <laughs> when I go to the games. Give you away? No, there's just there's no dads. It's like okay. all moms. They're not talking about the game, and they're not. Oh, shoot, this is great because I'm not in New York where I live. So I hope this doesn't get back to them. <laughs> They're so annoying. Yeah. If you can relate. Like, they're not like, like, my wife's normal. Like, even my wife, she would hate it that I'm saying this. My wife doesn't like them either. Like, there's not, there's like one wife that she likes. There's one wife that she likes. But when that woman's not there, my wife will just look at me like, oh my God, these women are so annoying. So it's unpleasant. You're sitting away. away. I move away and I sit behind the backstop. And and your, your son gets tagged out? My son gets tugged out, but he did get under the tag. Okay. The coach comes running out, yelling at the umpire. He's like, ah, he was in, he was in, he was in. The ump's like, sorry, out. And the coach looks at me because I'm behind home plate, (laughs) and he goes, 
Joe, did he get under? Did he get under? And then it it just went. I go, (laughs) yeah, he did get under. But that was a stupid play, dude. I go, there's two outs. (laughs) Two outs, you're going to do a straight steal? I go, I've been tallying it up in my head. (laughs) You're one for seven on this play. I have been counting it. Because I had been mad two games ago about the same thing. Because he keeps doing it. Yeah. Because we have one kid on the team that's really fast. Well, how old are these guys, by the way? They're 11. They're not six. They're 11. Okay. They're men. This is a travel team. It's getting more competitive. They can actually make the throw. Yes. Yes. They're not. Yeah, it's travel baseball. These kids know how to play. It's supposed to be the best kids from the area on each of these travel teams. You don't think a a pitcher knows just how to throw it right back to the catcher? Right. Right? So... I go, what are you doing, dude? It's one for seven. Blah, blah, blah. I go, I can't even I can't even talk to you. <laughs> I, and I walk away. I'm just full anger. Can right? you feel that, that it's, feel it's, it. getting, it's getting away from you? Yes. Yeah. And I yell at his wife, too. Oh. What? Because his wife goes, what's wrong with stealing home? It's done all the time. I go, on a pass ball. On a pass ball. I go, my son's not Jackie Robinson. <laughs> That's what I said. And she just looked at me like, I don't know who Jackie Robinson is. <laughs> I go, he's not Jackie Robinson, right? <laughs> And she goes, they do it all the time. No, they don't. No, they don't. You don't do that, right? And then I go, I can't even talk to any of you guys either. And I just leave, right? But I guess I didn't go off the meds. I went down the 10. (laughs) So when I got to right field near where my car was, the anger started to go away. And Tiger Woods, it was the day he won the Masters. Okay. I'm I'm on my phone watching the Masters in the outfield watching Tiger win, right? (laughs) And then my wife comes over and she just goes, I couldn't take your side <laughs> in front of everybody because I wasn't on your side. What the heck? Yeah, what yeah. was that? And I go, I'm already not mad anymore. I mm-hmm. said, I feel so stupid. I want to go apologize. What should I say? I go, help me. She goes, you're a comedian. They've all seen you do stand-up. They've come to your shows. They'll probably think it's hilarious if you just tell them you lowered your meds. Right. Okay, did so you? I, so I went yeah. over and I just went with straight honesty, like what I do on the radio and I do on stage. I just go, I address them like I was up on doing a set. I go, did- I just looked at the whole uh, bleacher and I went, I lower my meds, everybody. <laughs> I, I apologize. That was ridiculous. Wow. Did, did that patch it yeah. up? And then I went up to, yeah, they all laughed. They go, dude, we've done the same thing. One woman goes, my son, my, my husband's almost gotten fist fights after these games. She goes, she goes that was nothing. But well, now that you've said what you said, and they find out about you not liking any of them, that... uh, I'll make it sound great. I like like two of them. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to know which. You two. started with one; it's already two. It's you're, two you're doing yeah. well. Everybody's going. Yeah, I think I'm one of the two. Yeah, yeah. But I'm the, good. You know, here, here's classic. And I, I, if you want to yeah. pull up my uh, Twitter feed and can find it, um, there was an actual play a week later that made ESPN. Where, really? Where a game, I think it was the Cubs. The Cubs against somebody, it went extra innings, and they tried the same play. Oh, I thought oh, it was no. no. your little league and team they, media. And, they, and, they, and, the, and the announcer goes, he's out by 10 feet. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Right? So I send it to the coach. I go, it doesn't even work in the pros. Because <laughs> <laughs> we already made up and left, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Did, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know, you know. But you're good now. I you feel you're good. Yeah, well, I went, I went up to 15. You went up to 15. 20 was too much. Ten was like, like as my mother-in-law would say, "You're on enough for a flea." She says, <laughs> "You need more." So, fifteen. I'm not killing little league coaches. I you still slid, disagree with the play. You slid into Harry Callis there for a moment there when you I were do, doing her. Uh, I do. I, <clears> I guess been, it's. I've been posted. Yeah, there's the play you just put on your screen. I've been doing Harry Callis um, on the internet at times. Yeah, doing. Uh, 
Bryce Harper's home <laughs> Give runs. Give us a little. Yeah. Well, I did one the other. Well, was, uh, <laughs> show me some footage, and I'll just and I'll just announce. You it. know they they air Harry in the in the stadium uh, when they uh, hit home runs. Yeah. Like, it's out of here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I was actually because I'm the king of a million ideas because of ADD. Yeah, but one of them was is doing one of those doing the face swap and doing every Bryce Harper home run the whole year as Harry Collison and putting them on YouTube. Dude, that's easy to do it. I All did right. one, and then I get lazy. I did one. Back right. up, back up the video here. So yeah, uh, let's to... back up the video. Is this uh, it's this a grand is a, slam from the it, other This night. is the grand slam. It's an away game against the St. Louis Cardinals. They try to go low and inside, and he hits it. Oh my God, that is out of here. This is one of my favorite new things to say. But <laughs> Bryce Harper, you are the man. <laughs> Spot on. I love saying that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen. I love Bryce, man. I'm excited about this it's season. It's very cool. We have we have unfortunately got to wrap stuff let's, up in the interest of time. But I have some uh, tickets to yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, Joe, I have a pair of tickets to see him tonight, by the way, at 8 o'clock at Punchline. Uh, you can get your tickets if you need to purchase them, punchlinephilly.com. There's two shows, uh, Friday and two uh, Saturday, in addition to tonight, but let's take five callers. You can go see Joe Matarese, 215-263-WMMR, 8 p.m. is when that is. Uh, but, you know, it is the um, uh, the Mental Health Comedy Tour, and it's sponsored with uh, To Write Love on Her Arms. So merch and so forth and all the yes. stuff purchased that the show is going to go to. And that. I also do a weekly um, video podcast called Medicated, and I'm giving 50% of all the subscri- subscription money that I make off of the Medicated visual podcast to uh, the nonprofit. That's so they can just man. go to JoeMatteries.com to check out uh, and subscribe into my Patreon page for my new website. Or Good my, for my you. new website, my new, uh, <laughs> my new podcast. <laughs> Good for you for doing that. That was okay. awful, Matteries. Didn't like that at all. <laughs> He's you out of here. not the man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good to see you, Joe. Thanks for being here, brother. Thanks, guys. Joe Matter. Yeah. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. You stay there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we had to make some adjustments. Our uh, buddy Joe Manarese was here, so we wanted to spend some time talking to him. The fact that he's going to be at Punchline Comedy Club tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. So we had skipped the bizarre file, but we're going to make good on that because I have some stories I love to share with you, and we're going to do that very thing right about now. now bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. Brought to you by Coors Light. Join the Preston and Steve show live from Keenan's. It says this Friday. It's not. No, 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 no. no. We're at Subaru of America tomorrow. By yeah. the way, I need—I should have been mentioning that. I forgot that I, we need to mention that. We're doing a live broadcast tomorrow. Uh, we're excited about it. But next Friday, May 24th. Is that next Friday? No, no Fridays. it's two Fridays. Two Fridays Dear tomorrow. Dear God. Uh, it is presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. Casey, could you edit that for me, yeah, please? Sure. Thank you very much. All right. Let me get into some stories here. A man allegedly flooded a hotel while high on drugs by opening fire hydrants on 18 stories, calling causing $1.6 million worth of damage. Did you see the footage? I did not. It's a disaster. No kidding. Uh, Bradley Vocht 
uh, was found in a stairwell with a mop in hand by firefighters as they responded to more than 400,000 liters of water flooding out of the South Bank building. I can fix this. Uh, The man had been consuming large amounts of drugs in his hotel room before he decided to open all the fire hydrants on levels 1 to 18. He had a bit out of his mind wasted. Uh, More than 300 residents and guests at the 33-story Experience Bella Hotel had been evacuated. Water leaked through floors and began shorting out electricity. We would like you to leave now. Uh, Firefighters told him to go downstairs for his own safety, but later found him on the fourth level, allegedly opening another hydrant while he was there. He just got it in his mind. It was something to do. He was in, found, lying on the ground, partially submerged in water and still holding them up. Uh, Mr. Vacht then barricaded himself in a room downstairs before lashing out at police when they tried to arrest him, according to the hotel manager. Uh, They allege that he was found with two Ziploc bags of methamphetamines. Ah. And that before the incident, he was consuming drugs with another male in his hotel room. Police found the other man still in his room, oblivious to the uh, 400 liter, 400,000 liters of water uh, that his friend had sent down the stairwell. Uh, Vacht uh, has a hearing coming up on seven separate charges. I need more towels in my room. A 62-year-old man is dead after, this is terrible, isn't this, after police say a 17-year-old boy attacked him for sexually assaulting his younger sister, though investigators found video footage that showed the assault never occurred. Oh, man. The guy would, did not do anything to this girl. The 16-year-old girl said Michael Fife, sexual, who's 62 years old, sexually assaulted her while the two were on a bus. The girl immediately called her 17-year-old brother and told him about the alleged assault. Minutes later, police said the brother located Fife getting off of the bus, ran toward him, and assaulted him. Fife fell back to the sidewalk, suffered head injuries, and was left unconscious while the brother fled on foot. A witness called police and paramedics to the scene. Uh, He was transported to the hospital at 6.15. The 16-year-old girl called police to report the sexual assault uh, that she said occurred on the bus, and then detectives reviewed the video footage of the incident that showed the guy just walking past her, Uh, But authorities said no assault occurred at all. So Uh, what's going to happen to her? Because she she filed a false false report. I would imagine she'll be charged. She's 16 years old, but I don't know what they can do. Police said Fife died of his injuries. The case is still under investigation. That's terrible, man. Uh, Let me see here. How about this one? Uh, Disney World may be the most magical place on Earth, but it turned into a legal nightmare for a great-grandmother with arthritis. A 69-year-old woman was arrested at a Disney World checkpoint when an Orange County deputy found CBD oil in her purse. She then spent 12 hours behind bars before being released on a $2,000 bond. Oh, man. She's doing it for the pain relief. Yeah. Hester Jordan Burkhalter, a great-grandmother from North Carolina, began using CBD oil for her arthritis after her doctor recommended it. She even had a note from the medical professional in her purse at the time of the arrest, but it didn't matter. Uh, she said that she had been planning on the trip for two years. I said, I've really ha- I have really bad arthritis in my legs and my arms and my shoulder. I use CBD oil for the pain because it helps. When she was stopped by security outside of the Magic Kingdom, however, she was arrested. She said, I've never had one speeding ticket in my life. Nothing. Oh, Isn't um, medical marijuana legal, though, in Florida? It is, yes. Huh. She doesn't have a license uh, for it. She doesn't okay. have it, yeah. That's the thing about medical marijuana. So if you, let's say you have a, you have a, a card, you have a prescription card here in Pennsylvania. If you take it to another state that it's legal in, it's not legal for you in that state. Right. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. 
So despite the fact that it's sold on store shelves across the state, CBD oil is technically illegal in the state of Florida unless the user has a prescription for it. All right, here's another dumb question, though. If you go to another state, can you get that state's card, or can you only get a uh, medical pretty marijuana sure you card? Got, pretty in... sure you got to be a resident. I don't know, Case. Okay. I'm not 100% sure, but... There might be stipulations if you travel there for business regularly, or or perhaps like they make a uh, like a temporary accommodation. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So even though CBD is legal in Florida, and she had it on her, the the reason that she was arrested was because it was from out of state. Uh, yeah, because she well because she doesn't have a uh, she doesn't have a prescription card in that state. That is asinine. I know it's ridiculous. One other Walt Disney World story, but it's uh, a little nicer than that one. If you think it's one involves re- heroin, no. If you think your resume isn't uh, getting the recognition it deserves, you could always post it on a billboard, and that's exactly what Brandon Fox, who currently lives in New York City, has done to try and get a job at Walt Disney World. The billboard is double sided and reads, "Dear Walt Disney World executives and HR, experienced EAPA professional seeking a position as a Walt Disney World assistant. Thanks." Uh, so he put as part of the company's college program and would be willing to move back to Florida to work for the company. He said that he was inspired to rent the billboard while riding the subway in New York City. A spokesperson for Walt Disney said, uh, "We appreciate the creativity." And encourage anyone interested in a role with us to apply at yeah. DisneyCareers.com. <laughs> you know so what that means. It's yeah, not going to yeah, work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That is what I have for you in the Bizarre File. So today's lesson question, which we're segueing right into because uh, we skipped the B file earlier. Uh, I think I got to go with this. David Montgomery was like a father to Larry Boa. What is pancake to Steve? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. It's true. We talked about this not that long ago, but. David Montgomery was like a father to Larry Boa. What is pancake like to Steve? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard, you should call. You might win. And we're going to do the trash while your calls are coming through. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. And this morning it is brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston, PA, offering mulch, topsoil, compost, decorative, and crushed stone, grass seed, straw, and more. Mulch Works delivers to residential and commercial markets. Visit them online at mulches.com or stop by in person to meet their friendly staff. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, uh, Brooke Shields suing beauty company Charlotte Tilbury over using her image to market an eyebrow pencil. Charlotte Tilbury says the aging Shields is wrong and that the image you're using is actually Joe Pesci. Oh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announcing the name of their newborn son, Archie Harrison Mountbatten, Windsor. The news came as a joyous surprise to the royal couple's good friend, Lord Jughead. (laughs) And finally, Khloe Kardashian rumored to be forever banned from the Met Gala because event organizer Anna Wentor considers her to be a, quote, C-list star. Chloe Kardashian says it's a coincidence noting that Wintour happens to be on her list of C's. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All righty, to the phones we go. Uh, David Montgomery is like a father to Larry Boa. What was pancake or what is pancake to Steve? <laughs> and I will go to, let's try this. Is your name Cork? Yes, yes it is. All right, very good, and Cork. Gadzooks uh, to you, sir. Do me a favor and tell me what is pancake like to Steve? It would be anti-pancake That's or correct. auntie. Yes. Yeah. They both work. Well done, Cork. Hang on a second. We're going to set you up with a family four-pack to Maury's Piers Water Park Passes and enjoy both beachfront water parks. 
And you can check out this week's big freaking deal from Maurice Piers. And you can get a same-day ride and water park combo. Uh, tickets is 40 bucks. Tickets for $40, I'm sorry. And that's access to all three piers in both water parks. You can get it now through Sunday. WMMR.com. Use the keyword deal. That is our big friggin' deal this week, so don't miss out on it. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, hey, this morning is brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery. Attention craft beer lover, Sterling Pig Brewery's second location, Public House, is now free week from 4 to 6 p.m. For more information, visit sterlingpig.com. Ghost Mastermind Tobias Forge has confirmed that he will return to the studio in January 2020 to begin work on the band's follow-up uh, to 2018's uh, prequel album. Uh, Forge revealed his plans for the fifth Ghost Studio LP, saying, I want to make a different record from prequel I want it to feel different. I definitely have a darker, heavier record in mind. He added that prequel turned out to be a little ballad heavy, which it did. It had some yes. things that were a little bit different. This one's going to be darker. And uh, the bark, the bark, the the band will embark. <laughs> the bark will embark on a uh, North American tour this fall. It's going to be darker and more scary. Support of the death. Boop. Boo to you. Yeah. Make you shiver down your spine. Uh, Blink-182 has released a new single called Blame It On My Youth, uh, along with an accompanying lyric uh, created, uh, lyric video, I'm sorry, created by renowned, I'm sorry. When I read the story earlier this morning, I thought it was Blame It On My Mouth. (laughs) Blame it on my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's Blame It On My Youth. Uh, <laughs> along with an accompanying lyric video created by renowned graffiti artist Risk. Risk, oh, he's my favorite. And that's all caps, by the way. That's how he spelled Risk's name. Uh, the track is the first new music issued by the band since See, the... You just made a mess in my mouth. <laughs> there you go. Release of its 2016 album, California, and also its first effort through a brand new recording deal, uh, recording deal with Columbia, Record, Columbia Records. Uh, it's the first taste of the band's upcoming eighth studio album, and it's second with guitarist Matt Skiba. Skiba. Skiball. Every time uh, I hear Skiba, I think of Skiball. Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett slipped and fell during the band's concert Ooh. last night in Milan, Italy. <laughs> the incident happened during the guitar solo in the song Moth and the Flame. Uh, Kirk was soloing. With his right foot on the guitar effects pedal board when he slipped and fell backwards, hitting the ground. <laughs> hitting, his, hitting the ground with his feet high above his head. So he did one of those. Oh, yeah. His feet fly way up, which is hilarious. Uh, luckily, he appeared uninjured, laughing off the spill for a moment before picking himself up. Howard Dean, <laughs> before picking himself up and continuing to play the track. Uh, immediately following the show, Hammett took to his Instagram the post video of his fall from uh, two different angles. Get on his boom boom. He wrote, um, I slipped on my wet wah-wah pedal, and it rained so much I felt like I was playing guitar in the shower. Uh, Milan was the fourth gig for the spring-summer 2019 European leg of Metallica's tour. Uh, Lenny Kravitz has rolled out his fall, summer, and fall North American itinerary. Uh, Kravitz, who's touring behind his 11th studio album, 2018's Ray's Vibration, 
Uh, kicks off the leg August 21st in Virginia. And uh, he will be on the road playing primarily theater dates throughout September 21st. But he will be stopping through Philadelphia and will be appearing at the Met. So look for uh, Lenny. So in this day and age, if you're a Lenny Kravitz, you release an album, where does that album get played? Um, I don't know, but you know does what? It, does it even matter that it doesn't get played? There is a, uh, so on that Lenny Kravitz pre-sale today, um, and uh, so actually Incubus and Lenny Kravitz pre-sales are today. Oh, today? Uh, yeah, so Incubus' uh, show is uh, October 5th, Kravitz is uh, August 22nd, both shows uh, at the Met, both shows general sale is tomorrow, uh, but the pre-sale is today. I think I gave you all the information that you need. Uh, Steve, I get, you know, some musicians kind of age out yeah. of, uh, of formats a little bit, and especially if they're pop-oriented, they can they can age out, and then they just kind of release things, and they don't necessarily get air support, but they uh, they can still sell tickets, you know. Based, to, and to the shows. albums will sell to the fan base. Yeah. Madonna was just bemoaning this fact. She believes she's the... Subject of ageism. Anybody playing her record? I, I, I have know. no idea. I have no. no idea if pop radio is is playing that or not. But there's going to come a time where they'll just stop doing it, yeah. and uh, you know maybe and and really we have audio stations of like her adult frowning. <laughs> like adult contemporary radio, a lot of times they they won't play brand new stuff any longer. It's true. So, yeah. You know, yeah. But who knows. One last story. Led Zeppelin has announced that uh, the band's first officially sanctioned documentary will be happening. The 50th anniversary film is currently in production, with the still-untitled film being directed by British filmmaker Bernard McMahon, best known for his sprawling documentary on the birth of uh, the American song titled American Epic. Uh, The film, which has no release date, will only feature surviving members Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, and John Paul Jones telling the story with no outside voices or conjecture. How come none of the dead members would participate? Uh, Jimmy Page said in a statement announcing the project, when I saw everything uh, Bernard had done visually and sonically on the remarkable achievement that is American Epic, I knew he would be qualified to tell our story. Robert Plant added, seeing Will Shade... And so many other important American, early American musicians brought life to the big screen in American Epic, inspired me to contribute to a very interesting and exciting story. John Paul Jones went on to say, uh, the time was right for us to tell our own story for the first time in our own words, and I think that this film will really bring that story to life. Unlike most documentaries, which span their, in, the entire career of a band, uh, according to a release, McMahon will focus on their development and rise to fame as the three members each left session work and existing bands to come together in 1968, along with late drummer John Bonham. The film will chart their career until 1970, as the second album, released the previous year, cements them as the dominant rock band of the era. So they're just going to stop there. Interesting. They're not going to go on and, and di- you know dive yeah. into John's death and, and all that other stuff. So, yeah, it should be interesting. But it's the first time they've officially sanctioned a documentary, and they'll be in it. So, um Maybe it'll be, you know, Steve, the, um, uh, you know, talking about that, they just said just the three surviving members will tell the story. Maybe it's going to be like that Apollo 11 documentary where there's there's no narration at yeah. all. It's just the, the from the people themselves and the newscasters. And I thought it was a really interesting way to do a documentary. Just let it happen sort yeah. of organically. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it'll be that way. There you go. That's what I got for you, Music News. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, get ready to come back and wrap things up. Don't forget, we have a trip to Hollywood to give away. Pierre will be in here to give us that letter. Two more to go. And then we give it to you tomorrow. We'll be right back. Bud Light presents 
2019, Saturday, May 18th, BB&T Pavilion. It's time for flip-flops and tank tops, yo. As MMR kicks off your summer concert season, eight killer bands on one stage. Shine down. Plus GA performances from Fozzie, Bad Wolves, The Glorious Sons, and Sarabo. Lawn tickets started just $25 for a full day of rock. MMRBQ 2019. Presented by Bud Light. Brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. And sponsored by Rita's Water Ice and Godshaw's Turkey Bacon. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Today has been a very enjoyable program. No uh, no dump, no delay at all. <laughs> yeah. Construction apparently. going on here in the offices, and they cut the lines to our uh, our dump button. Apparently happened in the last break as well. Yeah. Yeah, there were, like, skips and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened. So they're, they're working on it. They're trying to figure it out. So You know, this. so around here, we've described it. It's sort of like the Winchester Mansion because suddenly there'll be a doorway, and suddenly a door that existed is gone. He's not kidding. And there's a new room someplace, yeah. and it's, it's what's going on all over this floor. You'll be, you'll be walking or turn a corner of a place you've been walking around for 15 years. Yeah. And then there's a hole where there wasn't before. <laughs> right. And it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, that's what we're dealing with here. Um, uh, today we are saying goodbye to one of our interns. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Because I found out he landed a job around here. Oh. It's very cool. How about that? This is Adam, everybody. Intern yeah. Adam. Myself. And it is his uh, last day as a presidency. Well, tomorrow's the last day as yeah. presidency even term, but we're going to be broadcasting live, so you may not be around. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be somewhere. It just depends on where I get put. It's, yeah, I'll, I got I'll, be, I'll be around. Uh, where do you go to school? Uh, Temple. All right, and when did you start here with us? <sighs> January. Okay. Yeah. yeah, beginning of January. Just kind of showed up. But I've been, I've been working with uh, Beasley as promotions uh, yep. since the summer, though. Okay. There you go. Right. Yeah. Nice. And uh, so they offered you a part-time position or something here, or what? Uh, not here. It's with another company. Uh, okay. And, but, yeah, no. It's, oh, it's, okay. It's, it's part-time, you know, just because the hours, they won't give you full-time pay. But I, I don't care about that. You have to start somewhere. You have to get your foot in the door. So yep. Yeah, totally. I I, yeah. Miss, I didn't hear the whole conversation. I thought it was around here. Well, yeah. we, then we won't see you, and we'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll swing by every once in a while. Nah. Yeah, yeah we, okay. we, we, we expect we that. Put the bird, you know. <laughs> but this is what you went have been going to school for. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I used the rest of my GI Bill, got a second degree. Uh, I used to be a counselor uh, down in Baltimore, substance abuse. But, you know, I, I would tell people for years, you got to you gotta find your passion. You got to right. follow your passion. That's what's going to help you uh, through sobriety. It's going to help you through life. It doesn't just have to be, uh, you, you know, if you're facing addiction. And, you know, so I, I keep telling all my clients that for years. And I, I was thinking to myself, I've always wanted to go into radio uh, I, I have the time for it. Everybody in my entire life has been told, telling me that uh, when I was in the military and the Coast Guard, uh, my command was always telling me, man, you got the voice for radio. They loved it whenever I was on watch because, you know, I'd be chiming in every 30 minutes and I'd be like, oh, man, that guy sounds good. And I was like, oh. right. so it's like, all right, you know, what? maybe maybe I should try for it. I'll go out for it. Uh, I moved to Philadelphia with my fiance. She's from around here. She grew up in uh, Wynwood. Yeah. And she was pursuing her master's, and I figured, well, I'll apply for the schools in the area. I hear Temple has a good radio program. I put my application in a year and a half ago. 
got in. I just graduated today, actually. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So, uh, you know, it's all worked out. I mean, you know, you you have a plan, you pursue it, you you just work hard, and things will happen for you. Listen to this guy. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Maybe I should be a motivational speaker. Yeah, Robbins. Wow. All right. Well, have you had a fun time with the show? Oh, man, I loved it. Are you kidding me? When I... like, I, I didn't grow up listening to you guys. I'm not from the area. Uh, I was a military brat. I don't really have roots. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always loved radio. I've loved the companionship, the camaraderie that you kind of get just from being a listener. Yeah. Uh, and so being a part of the Preston and Steve show, even in the minor way I was, oh, man, it's a dream come true. Good. It's it's awesome. It's fantastic. Very cool. Well, onward and upward, man. We we yeah. hope the best for you. You're a really positive guy. We've liked having you around here. It's Appreciate been it. awesome. And uh, and I, I think I think he's going to do well. I so. think he'll yeah. do fine. Absolutely. Makes makes my heart thump. I feel I'm feeling good. Good, I'm feeling real good. I'm happy. Well, good luck with everything. All <laughs> yeah, right? I appreciate it. Thank appreciate you so much, Adam. Guys, yeah. yeah. Latest one. We send off into the wild, but uh, he's got some direction, and that's uh, that's a beautiful thing. So, uh, all right. Well, listen. I real quick would like to thank our buddy Joe Matteris for being here this morning. Oh, there you go. Uh, Joe popped in and uh, chatted about his show tonight at Punchline at 8 p.m. He's got uh, two on. Friday and Saturday, and they're 7.30 and 9.45. You can go to com uh, to get those tickets. Uh, we should do the letter of the day. Ready, Case? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... E is in electrocardiogram. E as in electrocardiogram. All right, and uh, we have a trip for two to the world premiere... Of Godzilla, King of Monsters. It's Saturday, May 18th at the TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood, California. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, opens May 31st, and that is rated PG-13. So we give that away tomorrow, which is uh, wonderful. How are you doing, Pierre? Good. What's on the show today? Oh, uh, you want to talk about something first? First, a couple of things I'd like to discuss for a few hours. Sure. (laughs) And then we'll get to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Marissa, we got to get our winners for Captain Marvel. Are we going to call them later? Hang on, you look confused. Sorry, I didn't mean to Nick just pointed to us. Yeah, um, I didn't know we were going to do those on the air. I Neither thought we were going to do those. I, I don't know. Nick just pointed to us. I didn't yeah. know if we had to do it by the end of the show or not, so I apologize. No, yeah, but everybody has a... Uh, Forget uh, this part. Rewind this. Cool. Never watch <laughs> this part again. Thank you. Look at this. What are the things you want to talk about, Pierre? I liked Joe Matarese and his conversation about Cher, because I saw Cher a couple of weeks ago in Philly. Oh, you did? And she is amazing. You know, I, I suspect she's had some work done on the body, but you don't keep a body like that if you don't work out. She was phenomenal and and funny and self-deprecating. And um, at one point she said, I can't believe you. I'm still filling arenas. I can't believe you all came out to see me. And then she had a, a, a mic attached to her um, costume, which changed with every number. But she said, I'm going to tell you my age. And she put her hands <laughs> over her ears and she said, I'm, se- I'm going to be 73 next month. And I'm going, holy S, <laughs> how cool is that? You know, these, these artists that remind us that we don't have to act our age. Yeah. You know, whether it be Bruce or Mick Jagger or, you know, or, or Cher or Tony Bennett. You know, that just keep going and still bring it. I, there's something, it was very cool. So I'm glad that he liked that thing on Broadway. It made yeah. me want to go see it. It's getting rave reviews. That's part one. Part two is, uh, we're going to... Uh, oh, do we do that? Yeah, we're going to yeah. have a fun show today <laughs> because on the program today I will have 
Uh, it's Billy Joel's birthday. We're going to do a, a workforce block for Billy. He's 70 today. Uh, a, tomorrow is the anniversary. I noticed this earlier in the week of the Golden Spike uh, going in, which connected the uh, railway system in the United States of America. And so they're going to have the 150th anniversary of it tomorrow. So uh, all of that led me to think I should do a block of train songs. So we're going to do, there's so many cool rock and roll train songs. There's one that I really love. I don't know if it falls within the parameters, but it's the City of New Orleans. That's a great song. The Arlo Guthrie song. It is a great song. Um, and I think Bill would very much like that song. <laughs> he would. I, he would uh, not like that no, song. No, 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 no. You got the wrong Bill. <laughs> you got the wrong Bill, Buster. Um, and then we got a block of Cage the Elephant. Um, and a couple of days ago, they tweeted the most bizarre thing that Jackie sent me a copy of. And um, one of them, it looks like at the very bottom of their coffee or a cup of cappuccino, there's an image. And they say, who do you see in this image? Uh, and they put it out to their fans on Twitter. And some people said Charles Manson. Some people said Lemmy. And some people said Pierre. Ah. Uh, it's pretty. It's a well, pretty you're in good company. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> that made me very happy. As people still come up to me and go, dude, you look like Lemmy. And I go, well, no, no, no. Oh, wow. It does look like you. It does, does look, look like, like you. you. More you than Charles Manson or Lemmy. Thank also you. Also looks like Walt Whitman a little bit. Too. Yeah. Oh. I mean, of grass. I, I don't know. It's just pretty weird. Um, uh, anyway, so I, I, we're going to retweet that and do something with that. But we got to block a cage elephant, so it comes in perfectly handy. All righty, then. Thank you very much, Pierre. And speaking of thanks, I'll continue on that. I want to thank our sponsors, Acme, the official supermarket of the President and Steve Show. Also, Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer, and French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. With everything you need for the great outdoors, FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? Tomorrow morning, we broadcast live from the headquarters of Subaru of America in Camden, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. We broadcast from their new location for the first time last year. Excited to go back. Matt Ritter and company, our friends who do an amazing job at uh, raising loads and loads of food and money and awareness for Phil Abundance and our Camp Out for Hunger. So we're paying it back to them tomorrow, and we always have a good time. Oh, so. and they deserve it. They're yeah. so good. Most definitely. It's our pleasure to do it. So that's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you, live. Archie, well, that's just a stupid name. Next message. I'm 50, and I finally understand wrestling. Thank you. I've seen this show, Dark Side of the Ring. It is amazing, and I never was into wrestling, but I am now. Next message. All right, Google. Fun fact. While waiting at a red light, there's an actual difference in signs. One sign might say, wait for green, and the other sign might say, no turn on red. They're not the same thing. Please learn the rules of the road. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.